Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Wednesday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Streets. My name is JJ Jackson. Inside the studio with me today, I've got Tom PV, Van Cathcart, and Ryan Lavoy. We have got an amazing show planned for you today here on Sports Call. Coming up in 15 minutes, Jeffrey Esper will be a part of our program. He is currently number two in Major League Eating, also the number two male in the sport and he will be participating once again we've been talking all week long about the major league eating world banana pudding championship set to take place on friday august 5th 2022 in madison alabama at cross point church so we're excited to chat with jeffrey esper a little bit later in the show also coming up on today's program birthdays and sports our nightly tv guided wacky wednesday that i'll get into here in just a moment gentlemen how are we today Today. Good. I, I feel like there's an element to wa- of Wacky Wednesday in this, just the, the major <laughs> league eating. Because, I mean, look, conducting 80 events annually? Yeah. What are all we eating? <laughs> uh, Tom was talking before the show about eating spam. I don't even know if I've even had spam before. But, right. Uh, doing well. Excited to do this interview. Uh, go- going to learn some stuff <laughs> yeah. today. Uh, that's safe to say. Also going to get hungry today. Um, and so this is going to be unique. And then we have Wacky Wednesday. So excited about the show today. I know since we last talked, as you like to always point out, JJ, one of those instances where the Braves played two since the last time we talked they split them uh so another series lost in the in the in the uh, ooh, easy for me to say in the nl east but hopefully the yankees can help out the braves a little bit keep the braves from sliding to back down three games as we approach the trade deadline but uh, another one of those instances where we had two braves games a defeat and a victory but doing well and i think this is going to be a really fun conversation today Van, how are you? I'm great. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to talk food. I'm ready to talk sports. Uh, kind of a last dance day for me. Yeah. So exciting. Um, yeah, sports. The thing about Mike Trout today has been on my mind just because, you know, we learned about that back issue. He has a rare condition. I forget. I looked up the name. It's some crazy medical term, but going to have to deal with that the rest of his career, and that sucks because he's regarded as one of the greatest players to ever play the game, and it, it just sucks to see that uh, – happened to him sad for him but ready to get after it today tons of news to get into so many teams across the nfl have opened up training camp and again we've got major league baseball continuing to move along we're getting closer to the trade deadline as july is almost coming to a close and uh, yeah we've got a lot to discuss here on the show oh yeah albert football starts fall camp at the end of next week tom peavy how are you man i'm doing good i'm glad to uh get the chance to talk to jeffrey esper and i'm I'm just sitting here doing some other research on him, but uh, doing great. Um, 
a little sore and a little tired from Thunder Chicken softball last night, and I'm sure we'll discuss some of that highs and lows of Thunder Chickens. But no uh, kidding. Other than that, yeah, doing great. So here we are on today's show. Again, coming up in just a few moments, Jeffrey Esper will be a part of the program. Let me get this out of the way. Wacky Wednesday coming up in the third and final hour of the show, and we like to have fun here on Sports Call. So today, in the 5 o'clock hour, we are going to follow Jeffrey Esper's advice And we will be having the Sports Call Banana Pudding Competition ourselves. Myself, Tom Peavy, and Van Cathcart will compete. And Ryan LaVoy will serve as our play-by-play announcer in uh, an all-time first. So uh, I did some things out today. (laughs) We will have some snack packs of banana pudding. I would not have eaten lunch if I knew this was happening. We will need to down two of them. Oh, man. Myself, Tom Peavy, and Van Cathcart, and Ryan Lavoy, you were going to serve as our play-by-play announcer. Brooks Monroe Childress will take on the honor as lead <laughs> official great. for the event. And, uh, yeah, Jeffrey Esper might have to give us some advice because we're going to try to do this we're ourselves. Have to turn the mics off because it's going to start sounding <laughs> crazy in here. My goodness. So it's snap pack. Is it like the, like the little pouches that yeah, you buy? It, it, okay. I've got, okay. I've got supplies. What if you don't like banana pudding? Then oh. is that you? Yeah. Oh no. All right, then I'm gonna have to find a sub. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, Tom. If it was vanilla, we'll give you the boot. If it was vanilla or chocolate. I'd we'll be give down. you the boot. I don't like banana pudding. All right. Oh. It feels like a sin. Glad you brought that up now. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Brooks is in now, or let's get Brooks in here. Let's get Brooks to be a part. I of the can play by play and officiate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of. I mean, if I'm if I'm announcing what's going on, I need. I mean that. Unless I'm doing it very poorly, I should be able to see what's going on, yeah. or else I wouldn't be able to correctly announce it, right? I'm heartbroken that you don't like banana pudding, Tom. That's a, uh, a twist there. But yeah, yeah we try to do wow. awesome things. How cool of an idea is that? So we're going to do our own banana pudding competition <laughs> in the third and final hour of the show today. And it's a full production. I need you to do some announcing for yeah. us, okay? Yep. I know I you're going to be ready. You've All never right. done this before. Man, he looks a little bloated as he gets into the <laughs> second pounce right there. I was going to say I'm glad I wore my Velcro pants today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. And again, coming up after this first time out of the program, we are honored to be joined by Jeffrey Esper from Major League Eating. He is currently the number two male in the sport. Joey Chestnut gets all the headlines as he should, a 15-time champion of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He will not be participating in Madison, Alabama at the end of next week. Competitors will have eight minutes to consume as much banana pudding as they can. The champion will establish a new world record in the banana pudding eating discipline. I can't wait to see the event next week. I have so many questions, and I know we'll all ask questions, but just like... Everything from how do like how do you prepare? Right. Like, do you not eat for a couple days, or do you eat that food in particular? Do you avoid that food? Um, you know, are the strengths and weaknesses of eaters. Like, there's certain right. foods that you probably polish off better than others. Do, how do you? How many events do you participate in? Like I said, there's over eighty of these things a year. You know, yeah. like I want, I want lots to know of how questions. they how do they keep the weight off? Because this guy's listed at one ninety five and that's less than I weigh. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, like, I, I weigh more than that it. too. And uh I only eat two meals a day. <laughs> so. <laughs> so so get this Jeffrey Esper, I've just been looking through here on the major league uh 
website in their record. So I've got him with uh, the record for Spam, 9.75 pounds. Uh, brats, 36 brats in 10 minutes. There we go. Fortune Bay Indian Tacos, 39 in 8 minutes. A 10-inch pizza, 83 slices in 10 minutes. I don't know what Abelshivers are. It's some weird name, 107. Uh, tamales, 95 and 2 ounces. A 9-inch personal pizza, uh, 19 uh, point twenty five personal pizzas in ten minutes. Gosh, the pizza Pret- king. The pretzels twenty six in eight minutes. Chicken wings from Hooters two hundred eighty one in ten minutes. I don't get how you do that. Two eighty one. I just number. even if it's boneless wings, it's twenty eight wings a minute. Two eighty one's a crazy number. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know what sloppers are, but sloppers were thirty seven and a half nine ounce sloppers in eight minutes. What? But then, but he is also the champion in what's called the DraftKings Big Game Snackdown menu, and so in five minutes and forty three seconds, Jeffrey Usper he put down a whole pepperoni pizza, thirty two ounces of chili, twenty five pigs in a blanket, a hundred cheese balls, thirty two ounce eight layer dip, twenty five boneless wings, a whole twelve inch sub, twenty five jalapeno poppers. <laughs> Wait, uh, he ate all of that in five minutes. There's enough food to oh, feed an entire neighborhood. And he ate it in five minutes. That's, a That's true. Oh, my. This is going to be great. Good. Joining us on the show again today, Major League Eating, the world governing body of all stomach-centric sports, conducts more than 80 events annually, including the Nathan's Famous 4th of July Hot Dog Eating Contest in Coney Island, New York. The competitive eating community is made up of more than 8,000 veteran and rookie gurgitators who travel the nation in search of top titles and glory that they provide. For more information, visit MajorLeagueEating.com. And again, for the first time, an event is coming to the state of Alabama. I love it. Next Friday in Madison, Alabama, near and dear to your heart, that area, Van, yep. we will be having the very first ever World Banana Pudding Championship. Man, how about that? I wish I was. I wish I was home right now because that would be so fun to watch. <laughs> it would also probably be very sickening to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Is like. You, you, you're in wow these numbers but like every hot dog eating contest I, I watch annually I'm just like gross that looks so, I mean because they have to moisten everything mm-hmm. and I don't know about you but like if I if the hot dog bun is moist like I like it is a weird texture thing that right. starts to get me a little bit so that happens with sandwiches as well so I, I don't some of the things you gotta do I'm sure there's certain intricacies to being able to down things quicker but I know for at least hot dogs and stuff, it's to moisten up the bun and everything, but that's just kind of not the most pleasurable yeah. thing well, to watch. Yeah, then that's the thing. That's what's going to be cool to find out, just the, the different techniques that, you know, just Jeffrey Esper uses and some of these other folks. I mean, yeah, banana pudding is going to be different because, uh, you're, yeah, you're not having to dunk the banana pudding right. in anything. You just keep shoveling it in your mouth. Yeah, I was about to say, are we using hands earlier, or not just using a spoon? Or, I, I or see. Well, that's that's a question I was I'm going to ask. Well, okay, I, I would imagine it's probably more along the lines of like a serving type spoon. Uh-huh. That way, you can get more in your mouth at one time. Yeah, because I think you can get like more in your bigger, mouth. The bigger ones. Yeah, like a big yeah. serving spoon. Um, just because I think you get more in your mouth at one time instead of using your hands, or definitely with a smaller spoon. Because I think you want to limit. Huh. Yeah, I think you want to try to limit. 
spoon to mouth. And so you don't want to be like scooping right. with a little spoon. You want to just big take big helpings all at one time. I think time. an underrated aspect is the jaw strength too, because to yeah. be chewing that hard for that long, you gotta it's gotta be strong, right? I can't no kidding. Do more than one pack of milk does. <laughs> right. <my jaw's> <laughs> oh man. All right, let's take a time out. We're also again wacky Wednesday today. We are having our world banana pudding competition coming up a little bit later in today's show. All right. I called it a world competition for what we're doing. It should just be the sports call festivities, but I would like to think the world cares as to who's going to win our event. Let's take a time out. Our show continues in a moment. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM here in the Auburn, Alabama area. J.J. Jackson with Tom Peavy, Van Cathcart, and Ryan LaVoy. Full studio here. And, uh, man, we're having a fun show and and super excited to bring on our next guest here into the program. We've been talking about it this week. You need to know, Major League Eating, they are heading to our states. They're coming to Madison, Alabama next Friday. The World Banana Pudding Championship and one of the top challengers. He's one of the best in the sport. His name is Jeffrey Esper, and he's joining us here on the program today. Jeffrey, the time is always greatly appreciated. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. We're excited to talk with you about just the sport that you compete in, the event coming here to our state a little bit later. But I think it's plain and simple. Uh, The best way to start would be by asking this. How did you know that you were a good competitive eater? I mean, uh, growing up, I've always just been able to eat a lot. Um, This came natural to me. It never really bothered me, you know. Um, You go to a buffet, and I was always ate the most, and I was always the most comfortable on the ride home. (laughs) Well, just looking through a lot of your records, it seems like pizza is kind of one of your fortes. I mean, is is that something like you take on any pizza challenge you can, or or did you figure out that pizza was one of your strong suits? I just make sure to hit every contest because that's like one of my favorite foods. So I got I I just when I can. Does it ruin like your favorite food for you when you eat them in contests like that? Not at all. No, I've never had. I never had that uh, happen. Actually, um, I could eat maybe not the next day, but um, it doesn't ruin it at all. No. Wow. What kind of preparation goes into one of these big events, Jeffrey? So it depends on the type of contest. I usually like to try to get the food or, or get it close to the type of food as uh, I can get, and then just try to mimic the contest at home and try to set, set it up and get get um. You know, get the time on the clock and get the food and just go at it. So, so with this competition that's coming up, it's banana pudding. Uh, now, are you loading yourself up on banana pudding, or are you trying to find something similar to that that you're practicing on? <laughs> I think I got some. Um, you know, I got those those big number ten cans full of uh, of some, some banana pudding. I don't think it's going to be the same quality as the stuff you're going to get at the contest, but it, right. it, it'll do. 
Well, and so now when you're all of us, I think have always seen the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest uh, every Fourth of July, and you're always in that um, competing in. Uh, there's obviously going to be a different technique from to eating banana pudding than what you see eating hot dogs. That's what we've been discussing. I mean, is this going to be a hands? Are you going to be using hands? Are you going to be using like a large serving spoon? I mean, what is your thought process and how you're going to get as much banana pudding in your mouth as you possibly can? I mean, I think um, they said we're going to have big, big plastic spoons, um, which is pretty common to this type of contest. And this is this type of contest is what we call a capacity contest. So um, it's you're going to get full. It's, it's going to be a rough eight minutes. You're, you're going to we're going to go through a lot of demand pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm sitting here trying to. I'm looking at some of your records. I've I've got them all written down here from the website, and I don't see any that like I don't think could necessarily compare to banana pudding. I mean, can you think of one that you have done that is maybe similar to pudding? Because I know there's like a grits record and some other stuff that's out there, but can you think of one that is similar to to the consistency of trying to eat banana pudding? Um, it's going to be pretty similar. We, we just had a strawberry shortcake eating contest not long ago, and that's kind of um, loose and soupy or or like a chili eating contest or anything like that. Anything where it's like loose and, and, and soupy where you can you can take it down really quick. You don't really have not much chewing to do. All right, gotcha. Well, so now just, you know, talking about this event coming up in Alabama, how, how excited are you to come to the state of Alabama and take part in this? I think it's going to be my first time in that state. Um, okay. I don't think we've had it as far as I know. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to it, and I'm actually looking forward to the venue. I've never been to uh I guess it's a, a giant church, and I've never never been to a place like that, so it's going to be interesting. Hey, how tough is that competition going to be? Because I know it's going to be some of the top one, some of the top eaters in the world are going to be there. So how how tough is this competition going to be for folks that are thinking about going and checking this out? Oh man, it, it, it's going to be rough. I, I don't know how much pudding is going to be eaten that last minute, eight minute contest, because we're we're going to get full. It it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a lot of pudding. I mean, you're, you're looking at fifteen maybe 20 pounds of pudding gonna go go down wow <laughs> that's insane to think about what is the, so the morning of an event what what does that look like you mentioned wanting to make sure that okay it's a it's a banana pudding competition or whatever the competition would be you want to make sure you're fairly comfortable with the food timing yourself at home getting prepared for this but like when you wake up next friday what does that day look like leading up to the event for you um i gotta catch an early flight to get there so uh, I'm going to be getting up really early and probably won't have too much for breakfast, maybe some coffee and, and probably have a couple cups of coffee throughout the day just to keep me going. Um, maybe I'll get some like little snack here or there just to keep me so I don't get tired. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm just going to try to come loose and, and hungry and empty. Do you try to come on an empty stomach then? Oh, yeah, you'll have to. This is going to be... It's going to be a lot of pudding. Usually when we have capacity contests like this, it's usually a six-minute contest. And this is an eight-minute contest, so it's going to be... It's going to be a lot. So, you know, if you could, you know, for any of our listeners out there, Jeffrey, that are maybe not familiar with this sport, and, and it is a sport because you guys train all, all year long for this. You don't just show up and eat. I mean, it's, it's a training thing. Uh, for our listeners that are maybe not familiar, I mean, what kind of training regimen do you go through? Because you're an in-shape guy. If anybody has ever seen you on television, you're, you're not a great big old fat guy eating a lot of food. You're a very in-shape dude. So what kind of training do you do? Yeah, you gotta watch your like. I gotta watch my diet all all the time. Like, um, I'm usually people think I eat a lot every day, but 
most days I probably eat less than the average person does. And I try to get as much exercise in as I can just to burn off the extra calories. But, um, yeah, we, we do all, all different types of things. Like I said, I'll probably set up similar to the contest here at home and, and see how much I can do. Um, we try to stretch our stomachs, and it's actually a lot of work. Uh, so, so what does it look like immediately after a competition like this? Like, are you like walking to the back and purging everything you just ate? Or are you going to like a six-hour hibernation? Or what's going on? Oh <laughs> uh, man, I I don't know. I got I got to see what the venues. Like. I, one thing I always do when we do a contest like this is when I get out of my car and um, I know I'm going to come back. I got to make sure the seat is is tilted all the way back because I know when I come back, I'm not going to be able to sit in the seat. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I learned over the years is make sure. When you go, you know, tilt your seat back, so when you come back, you're all ready to go. <laughs> Jeez. Goodness gracious. So does it typically take you time to get to that next meal, Jeffrey? Like, after a big event like this, when do you want to eat again, typically? Oh, uh, it, it, won't, it won't be till the next day, and it, it might, might be not even what's the next day. I don't know how, how the, I don't know how the pudding's going to sit, um, uh, I, when you do different contests, it all affects you differently. Like um, hot dogs has a lot of salt in it and stuff like that, so you tend to get really bloated and, and puffy. I'm not really sure how this pudding's going to sit. So uh, I have I haven't seen one done digest fast, and uh, I think it's going to be fine. I, I looked online what it looks like, and it looks delicious. So oh, it's <laughs> amazing! It's amazing. Well, it does sit heavy though. It, well, and, and see, and that's the thing is I I didn't know is it just going to be the pudding because you know in the south you put vanilla wafers in it as uh-huh. well, and so I mean, are you going to have to be competing with the the chewing of the vanilla wafers and getting the pudding down, or do you think it's just going to be the straight just the straight pudding? I think I was told it's going to have the vanilla wafers on top, and it has. It has the I've never had it before. Obviously, it has slices of bananas in it. Is that correct? Oh, that's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah that is the good. Stuff. That's that is the good stuff. <laughs> I heard it banana in it, so yeah, it's going to be good. Should go down pretty good. Those those vanilla wafers, you know, in one bite you can swallow them. They're not too too bad. They're pretty softened up by the time they're in the pudding for a yeah. minute too. But it just seems like it seems like those would kind of take up more stomach capacity, I guess. With it. whenever you're, whenever you're dealing with something that's a breading type material, it's going to take up more stomach space. Am I correct in that? Um, I don't think the cookies are going to be too too big. No. I mean, if it was piled on top, I think there's just a couple on top, so I don't think it's going to be too too bad. Okay. Talk with Jeffrey Esper here on Sports Call today. Number two currently in Major League Eating. He is the uh, favorite going into next week's World Banana Pudding Championship here in our state in Madison, Alabama. Eight minutes to consume as much banana pudding as competitors possibly can. So you mentioned eight minutes on the clock, and traditionally these type of events are six minutes. We hear eight minutes in, in, in everyday life. It's like that's nothing at all. When the event starts, I mean, how much time is that really? Are you mindful of the time on the clock, or are you so focused, Jeffrey, that every time the time expires, you're like, "Man, I'm just getting going." Or what? How? What is your concept of time like when you're in the middle of an event? Um, um I, I can guarantee everybody at like minute minute seven, we're going to be looking at that clock and like, "Oh my god, I can't believe there's still a minute left." <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot. I mean. Um, we, in, in a chili contest, like uh, over two gallons will win a, a chili contest. So we're looking at over two gallons of pudding that we're going to be eating, and it's going to sit heavy. And, yeah, and that's usually a six-minute contest. So that, I think that last minute, you're going to see people, you know, just kind of get a little more in without, without letting any out. <laughs> what does Jeffrey Esper do when you're not competing in Major League Eating? Oh, I, my regular job, I'm a high school teacher. How about wow. that? Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> is this something that your students are aware of you competing? Yeah, I get that question a lot. And uh, the same thing, if it's not, you know, Minecraft or TikTok, they don't really care too much. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever try to put you to the challenge during lunch, during the uh, lunch breaks? No, no, that's never happened. <laughs> Is Major League, does it feel like the sport is growing, Jeffrey, with more events adding each and every year? Tell us kind of your time uh, competing in events like this, because you've been doing this for several years now at this point. Does it feel like there have been more eyeballs and, and media opportunities and that sort of thing? Um, I'm not, um, uh, well, it's been tough to say because we just got through COVID and everything sure. was slower to COVID and all that stuff. Um, but we got quite a few. I got an event coming up this weekend, and then of course I got the banana pudding next weekend, and I got a couple next month too. So it's it's fairly busy. I think in the past, um, when that when that you know the TV show Man vs. Food was out, I think it was a lot busier. But right. uh, it, it's still quite a few competitions. I think this will be like my ninth or tenth competition so far this year. But so my question: We mentioned the Nathan's Hot Dog uh, contest every July Fourth. That draws a huge crowd. But when you're doing these other events that are not as widely publicized as that, I mean, what are the crowds like? I mean, do they still get a decent, decent amount of folks there watching you guys? Yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you get uh, you know, surprisingly big crowds, depending on what the contest is. If there's a good festival or something going on, then you, you do draw a pretty good crowd. But um, Nathan's does draw a big crowd, and that's our biggest contest. But actually, my favorite contest are the, the, the regional contests where we eat like the regional type of foods, like banana pudding. Right. Um, we do a contest where we had these things called slug burgers and down south, and then um, Evil Skeevers was another one, like a pancake type of thing. But it's just regional foods where the people are like, proud of their regional food, and they want to you know, put it on display. Uh, that's a, it, say that evil shivers is that what it, I saw this record and I was like I don't know what that is. You ate a hundred and seven of them in eight minutes. They're like pancakes about the size. Uh, I'm trying to think of which it's a good size. It's a little bit smaller than a tennis ball, but they're round pancakes basically. Okay. And then sloppers. What? What's a slopper? You got thirty-seven point five nine ounce sloppers in eight minutes. What is that? Yeah, basically an open face hamburger with like chili sauce on top okay oh that sounds good actually <laughs> well, I, yeah we eat a lot I, 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 really good yeah. pepperoni bowls is another wow so now what okay out of all these you have jeffrey you have a lot of records on here i mean i i don't want to have to go i don't want to necessarily read through all of the records you have <laughs> but you have a lot of records um is there one in particular that you set a record that you're like wow I can't believe I actually set that record because now I would imagine it would be the DraftKings big game snack down record that you hold because that is just insane. But what about the others? I mean, is there a particular one that you're really, really proud of? Uh, the one I was probably most surprised about was the um, Hooters wing, wing record where, where I ate the most wings ever eaten at a Hooters contest. So, okay. Yeah, that, that was probably the one I was most surprised about. And, and Jeffrey, that's 28 wings a minute. Like, how does one I forget the fact holding 281 wings, but 28 wings a minute? How how is it possible to even go that quickly? Yeah, you kind of. Oh, one thing about the Hooters contest, they're all the same. They're all the flats. There's no drums in there, so um, you kind of get a rhythm. How to strip the meat off there really quick, and you know, yeah, you're basically going one to two seconds per wing. Dang. Um, wow. If you have any trouble, you, you let it go and you go right for the next one. You know, you, 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 no mistakes. You have to come, you know, real quick. Is there drama in, in those wing competitions? Because the bone is in, correct? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there drama on, okay, did you eat enough meat off of this said bone for it? Like, I would imagine the judging in that sport has to be a little bit uh, challenging. No, it's, it's easy because what they do is they'll give us a bowl with, um, you know, 25, 30 pounds of wings in it, and they'll weigh it exactly on the scale, you know, very accurate scale. And okay. They weigh it again afterwards, and they have a formula, basically, where they calculate how many wings that you Ooh. ate. You know, but, so it's very, very precise. Wow. That's down, brilliant. Down to a science. Smart. And, uh, Jeffrey, uh, uh, I have to ask this. Everybody, anybody that has watched the, the Nathan's deal uh, on the 4th of July knows about Joey Chestnut. You're, you're number two. But how, how much of a monster in real life is Joey Chestnut? Because, I mean, on TV, he seems like he's just an animal. Yeah, he gets a lot of coverage for that, that contest. And obviously, he does very, very good at that contest. He spends a lot of time preparing and practicing for that contest um but I, I beat him at you know i beat him at other contests i can't remember you know I, i've over 15 times i've beat him before at other contests so um i'm gonna actually i think i'm gonna compete against him this weekend okay what's the event coming up this weekend uh it's ribs ribs, ribs okay. okay so from ribs one weekend to banana pudding then i mean it can't get more different than that i feel <laughs> like and you really are able to do everything jeffrey esper <laughs> yeah, the, the type of food doesn't really bother me. I, I, I like any, as long as I like the food, um, I think I'd go. Well, the time is so greatly appreciated. We're very much so looking forward to having a Major League Eating event in our state at the end of next week. Best of luck in all the events coming up. And, uh, again, we're so grateful for the time that you spent chatting with us on the show today. Thank you for doing this. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. All right, that's Jeffrey Esper joining us here on Sports Call. Absolutely tremendous stuff. And we 100% have a number of food or post-interview thoughts to discuss after this. And now I'm realizing we didn't even ask him about our banana pudding competition coming up at the end of today's show. I think he show. would chuckle or at people trying to eat right. two. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to eat two little cups. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was remarkable stuff from Jeffrey Esper. We're back in a moment on Sports Call. Want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at SportsCallAuburn.com. Welcome back into the show here on Tiger 95.9 FM. This is Sports Call. You can listen on the Tiger Communications app or after the fact on the Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. My name is JJ Jackson. I've got Tom Peavy, Van Cathcart, and Ryan LaVoy on the program on this Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday coming up a little bit later. Still got to get to our birthdays in sports and a nightly TV guide, of course, at the very end of our show. But our thanks, big time thanks to Jeffrey Esper, Joining us on the program a moment ago, he is number two in Major League Eating, 47 years old, 195 pounds from Oxford, Massachusetts, 
Esper will be competing next week in the Major League Eating World Banana Pudding Championship Friday, August 5th at 6.45 p.m. at Cross Point Church in Madison, Alabama. Again, Joey Chestnut will not be in the event. And pretty cool to find out that uh, Jeffrey Esper every day is a high school teacher. Do you think he teaches biology? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. He might know a thing or two I about mean, the human body. Good grief. That was the one thing we didn't ask him is what he actually teaches. He yeah, did. We just kind of left it alone. Something about the, the human body. Um, that was I, I was just sitting back most of that uh, to hear all the answers um, to all those questions because... I kept looking at your face and you were just fascinated the yeah, whole time. Yeah, well, the dude's eating as many <laughs> ribs as he can this week, then as much bread or banana pudding as he can next week. I mean, it, it's kind of like a dream for, for some people. Yeah, right? I mean, I'd love to be able to consume endless amounts of foods I like. like and get paid for it. Uh, and get paid for it. I mean, like, I, you know... I love a good chicken wing. I love pizza. Some of these records are records I'd like to have. But you see, if I tried to eat this much of that, I wouldn't be one ninety five. I'd be three ninety five. I'd be I'd be I'd be a hop, skip, and jump away from sumo wrestling. <laughs> so, pro, I mean, I. But, but I, I mentioned know. I mentioned that he this is Jeffrey Esper's an in shape dude. I mean, it, yeah. If you if you go through and look at the pictures, then there's a picture of him flexing. Yeah, he's not big. The dude. Well, no, I mean he's big, well, muscle he's not, big. Yeah, he's not yeah. like big, big. He's not fat. He's, he's not, not fat, fat big. He's he's muscular big. He's 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 fit. He's in shape, uh, and so yeah, I mean, and you you look at a lot of these guys and the women that do this. There's only a couple of them that are what you would call big, like fat. Um, the rest of them are like very skinny, in shape, and mm-hmm. like I mean, but you have to be let your stomach expand. Yeah, and well, and the be- I was going to say the the best ones that we all know from the hot dog contest they're not the big one. I mean, Joey Chestnut's not big. Before him, Kobayashi was one of the yeah. smallest dudes. Well, the, like. the, I think the bigger of the guys up there is Badlands Booker. Um, That's the guy that does the lemonade, and, and he's stuff, the guy right? that chugs the lemonade. Yeah. And he's got quite a few world records, but he's you know he's never right up there about to win the hot dog contest because right. it's Chestnut and Esper are the ones that kind of pull away from everybody. Um, but Badlands Booker, I guess, is the he is the biggest of the guys up there. I've been rooting for Joey Chestnut every year because he's just so dominant. I mean, it's so, but now we're team Esper. We got to be. be. That was so (laughs) cool. And Van, your face talking about reactions to this, uh, our very first question, like how does one wake up and say, I'm pretty good at this eating thing. Right. And he was talking about ever since he was a kid. Going to a buffet and eating <laughs> the buffet. Like, I mean, I get it, like going crazy at a buffet, but to the point where you're like, I should do this professionally. Like, you have to be yeah, chowing I just pounded like eight egg rolls over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I liked his little, the little touch in the end. Yeah, I ate the most, but I also felt the best. Yeah, right. I, was, I was comfortable. Yeah, most comfortable, yeah. <laughs> what? I had to, when he talked about getting in his car, he had to like make sure the seat's back. That was funny, he, too. I, because he, his, his belly is so full <laughs> that he can't even get in between the seat and the steering wheel, I guess. crazy. That was awesome. So 195 is playing weight, but what's post-game weight? <laughs> right. Uh, you know? Yeah. Probably 210. Yeah. yeah. Probably somewhere around there. <laughs> Man, in eight minutes to consume as much banana pudding as possible. Did we – I mean, we – 
kind of confirmed what we assumed the competition would look like next week, right? I mean, wafers will be factored in. Right. He's not really concerned at all about the wafers. Yeah. At least he's getting the good Big stuff. Big spoon. That's, that's the good banana pudding. Big plastic spoon. Yeah, yeah. plastic serving spoons. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it next week and then uh of course the, our little event we've got coming up here the one thing that he hit on a little bit that i would have in hindsight wanted to get a little deeper on is he said like a capac what was the term you used capacity or one of the sport or the yeah like, kind of define what you mean by that oh, yeah, well, the, well i mean i know what he meant capacity contest yeah like when you basically saying that you're gonna run out of ability to eat more. Like you're go- you're gonna be have a full stomach. You're not. Gonna- it time won't limit. You. Time won't limit you necessarily even as, as, as much, much as, as how much room would, you yeah. got. Like you're running out of room as you run out of time. Some yeah. others, I think he meant. You know, you don't. You feel like you can keep going and going despite the time. So I would have liked to ask, like, what all the events are considered yeah. capacity events, and what well, all the events are I, are I, not capacity events. So, so my understanding, the capacity and a capacity event is going to be. Uh, you're you're going to be you're going to win by the weight the amount of weight oh that, that you put in you not a number it's not because oh so no 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 not in terms of like your, your the capacity of your uh, stomach the capacity uh, of, of how much you the weight the weight how it's measured uh-huh. right okay. so so for instance um you know, uh, for he's, he has the pretzel record. Well, that's 26 pretzels in eight minutes. Uh-huh. But that was a number. That's how many he ate. This is not going to be how many bowls of pudding you ate. This is going to be how much weight right. in pudding. I see. I thought he was meaning, like, as we run out of time, we're also, like, right. running out of stomach space. Right. Yeah, it, it's good. Gotcha. It's, yeah, okay. capacity, well, I'm glad I didn't ask because I wouldn't look like an idiot. So. <laughs> Capa- capacity event. Uh, well, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming – that a capacity event with that, it's going to you. You win off of the weight. It's how much weight yeah. of, of that well, that you so, eat, and not a number of how many bowls gotcha. or how many. But something. that's interesting, even still, then because they they in a way they measured the wings with weight because they he said you know we it, it's not they don't judge each wing to see if you right. ate it all, but they know what it weighs and therefore they have their formula right so that would te- could it be a hybrid can we have a hybrid event because yeah. we know he ate 281 wings were or pound you know 281 wings yeah. in terms of weight but they also technically measured it via weight to give you the amount so i don't know yeah. and see and this That's is more clarification yeah. and, man, and this is weird like diving into like esper records and everything on here uh it's almost like we're kind of uh like, like if we were doing betting lines, like if we're trying to like bet, and it's like you know who are your favorites and this, that, and the other. But you know, if you uh, what I guess be handicapping it because you're like if you look and you notice like all of his records are number records. He doesn't have a record that would be a capacity contest mm. like like the grits contest. It's well, you many, said spam, right? Uh oh, that what you're right. Yep. That was a nine. Yeah, that was a nine nine point seven five pounds of spam. Uh-huh. So, so he does have one. Um, it, it looks like all the others of his records anyway mm-hmm. are numbered. So yeah, it's like yeah, it's like how many? Because it's 30, well, so, uh, 36 brats, thirty nine Fortune Bay Indian tacos, eighty three slices of. Pizza. pizza, yeah, 107 of the apple shiver little pancake things, 95 tamales, uh, 19.25 nine inch personal pizzas, 
26 pretzels, 281 wings, 37 and a half sloppers. Uh, yeah, they're so the uh, spam is only capacity contest i guess that he has a record on it's a hungry man well i'm looking at uh again the press release we received for major league eating and thanks again to their staff for helping us set this up and then also we're happy to spread the word this is a cool event coming to this as he said he's never been to alabama before as a massachusetts guy and now the event is taking him here to our state major Shit. league eating uh, we'll have the Great Midwest Rib Fest this weekend okay. in Prior Lake, Minnesota. And looking back, they have not had the event since 2019. But guess who won the 2019 championship? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Esper, Esper yeah. took the gold by eating 6.32 pounds of rib meat off the bone in 12 minutes. He edged Joey Chestnut. Here's the margin. Mm. Jeffrey Esper, 6.32 pounds. Joey Chestnut, 6.23. Oh, wow. Yeah. 6.32 to 6.23. Jeffrey Esper won back in 2019, the last year because of COVID that they had this event. And that will take place this weekend. And then folks will travel to Alabama next weekend for the banana pudding competition. He said Chestnut is competing this weekend. Yes. Right? All right. Yep. So I guess rematch. Chestnut wants yeah, rematch. Yeah, we got a good match. We'll, see, it, we'll see if Esper can walk away with the win. Hey, but I, mean, I guess, you know, that was the, uh, that's what won that, uh, that contest because those are not see i don't know how, it's so weird because they, they've got some different ones so there's like there's a baby back ribs record but it's it says short form and that was patrick bertoletti with 5.24 pounds of baby back ribs in eight minutes so then that record there or what you just read would have beat Spare. that record but it's got to be a different type of rib or a different type of something i would imagine so yeah hmm amazing stuff i i i also when he was talking um one of the questions we had was the preparation do you just ignore food's existence for days leading up to but he flat out says no he does prepare by he wants to he wants to have a pregame. i yeah. mean not, not like the day before but he does he will test himself on how much he can eat right and i mean the, just think of the timeline here because that's nine is that a saturday yes okay so that's 10 days from this the ribs thing is Friday, right? Right. So he's going to do ribs on Friday competition. Sometime between Friday and Saturday, he's going to do a, a practice trial run of the bread pudding. Right. And then do it on Saturday for real. And then go teach high schoolers for a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, he's always Next Friday, mad. I'm sorry. Both of both, both events on, on Friday. Friday. Yes. So in a seven or eight day span he's eating at least three large quantities i guess he probably would have prepared for the ribs earlier this week so you're having i mean it's not you don't sound like you eat many normal meals you just got go hard and then rest a day mm-hmm. and practice and then you know i mean i bet he runs a lot i would imagine he to. runs a lot yeah i would have to I have to now, and I don't need anywhere near that. <laughs> right. He, yeah, we're not even on the same scale, but yeah, right. I know that I have to run a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, let's go to our next commercial break here on the program, our final timeout here in the opening hour of Sports Call. On the other side, we'll celebrate some birthdays in sports, take some phone calls, and we'll talk a little sports outside of the stomach-centric sports that are majorly eating. Back in a moment.
Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ, Tom, Van, and Ryan inside our studios here on South College Streets. Call us, 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 if you would like to be a part of the show here today on this Wednesday. All right, what we want to do before the end of the hour, we do this each and every day. Let's celebrate our birthdays in sports. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports here today, July 27th of 2022. How about Bob Klein turning 75 years old, the former NFL tight end, selected 21st overall in the 1969 NFL Draft by the Los Angeles Rams out of the University of Southern California, also played in his career for the San Diego Chargers. Haven Moses is turning 76, a former NFL wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills and Denver Broncos, selected ninth overall in the 1968 NFL Draft by the Bills out of San Diego State, two-time Pro Bowler, member of the Denver Broncos Ring of Fame. His jersey, number 25, retired by San Diego State. Haven Moses is turning 76. Ryan Tannehill is turning 34. The current starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans selected eighth overall in the 2012 NFL Draft by the Miami Dolphins out of Texas A&M. The 2019 NFL Comeback Player of the Year, 2019 Pro Bowl, 2019 NFL Passer Rating Leader, Ryan Tannehill is turning 34. Does he feel 34 to you guys? Yeah. 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 I feel like we've got a... He was at a and before him. they were in the SEC. That's all it needs That's to be said. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. 34 feels right then. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is turning 47. Former MLB shortstop and third baseman who played for the Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers, and New York Yankees. 14-time All-Star. 2009 World Series champion with the Yankees. Three-time AL MVP. Two-time Gold Glove. 10-time Silver Slugger, 4-time Hank Aaron Award winner, 5-time American League Home Run Leader, and 2-time Major League Baseball RBI Leader. Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, is 47 years old. Finished with 696 career home runs. I was really hoping he'd get to 700. I mean, yes, I was a fan of A-Rod, but I think... Just thinking about how the game is played today and thinking about how players don't last as as long as you'd want them to because of all these injuries that keep happening. Mm-hmm. Just the ability to be have enough longevity to hit that many. Besides pull holes, I mean, I don't know when's the next time you're going to have someone threaten 700. I know that you say there's a lot of home runs in the game, and I get that, but look at some of the great home run hitters of this time period. Judge has been hurt for periods of time. Mike Trout talked about earlier is having serious could have serious injuries that shorten his career. Uh, you know, guys like Ron, uh, Juan Soto, Ronald Cunha Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., the next generation, they're three, four years in their careers, and they've all already had significant significant injuries so 
it's just so hard to have that kind of longevity. I really hate A Rod couldn't hit four more. He home played runs. until what 2014? Yeah, something, something there, something there. He was 40 or so yeah. when he hung it up. He so was old. yeah. Now 47 years old today, A-Rod celebrating his birthday on July 27th. Again, our birthdays in sports, Alex Rodriguez, Ryan Tannehill, Haven Moses, and Bob Klein all turning or getting older. It's their birthday today. <laughs> they're not all turning the same age, uh, but they're all getting older Random today. Random results generator. They're all 35. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. to all of them. Happy birthday to all those people, indeed. And that takes us to the end of hour number one of Sports Call today on this Wednesday. What a fun show we've had so far alongside Ryan Lavoy, Van Cathcart, Tom Peavy, I'm JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson. On the show with me, I've got Tom Peavy, Van Cathcart, and Ryan Lavoy. One hour has concluded, and we've got a couple of more to go here on the show today. Our thanks again to Jeffrey Esper for being on the program in hour number one. For the first time ever, a major league eating event is coming to the state of Alabama next week in Madison they will have the world banana pudding championship Jeffrey Esper is number two in the world he will be competing in the event Joey Chestnut will not and we had a wonderful conversation with Jeffrey Esper about how in the world do you get into an event like competitive eating what does that look like and and more so go back and listen to that on our sports call podcast also very aware of the fact that the Auburn football team gets set to open up fall camp at the end of next week at the end of this week the Auburn men's basketball team boards a plane they head to Israel and they're going to get to play in three games televised on TV that's what televised means Uh, and you'll be able to watch them this time next week so without further ado we want to take your phone calls all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information 
information, your partner, your neighbor, your friend. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We go to the phone lines, and Terry from Talladega is joining us here on the show today. Hello, Terry. How are y'all doing? Very well. How about you? Fantastic. Um, I want to ask you guys a quick question. First, I want to share a story with you guys. I got a friend in Birmingham. He lives in Georgia now. He's uh, six feet tall, goes about 330, and uh, probably went well over that when we were younger. And he used to love Crystal hamburgers. And yeah. he used to go into Crystal at 2.30 in the morning, and he would order six double cheese crystals, two large orders of fries, and a Diet Coke. Wow. <laughs> oh, and I swear, I swear I'm not making it up. Yeah, we keep talking about some of these world records that these competitive eaters have. And that's why it's so exciting. An event's coming to Alabama, and you just start to look through some of these records, and it's like, how is this humanly possible? Yeah, yeah Joey Chestnut. If I something like that, I'd hate it. I was going to say, Joey Chestnut actually holds the world record for crystals. Uh, uh, he ate 103 crystal burgers in eight minutes. Whew. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Man. 103 in eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are too young, but there was a show back in the early 80s called That's Incredible, and they had a guy in there that could catch a bullet in his mouth. And I immediately, in my twisted mind, comes up with, how do you practice? Because you don't get the one shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you practice? That's what I want to know. How do you practice? Because it was a 22, and if you get shot with a 22 at close range, you're going to get killed. <laughs> you know? yeah. So uh, I want to ask you guys a question with Auburn O'Neill and Cam next week about Brian Harson. Yeah. Um, let's say he gets this all together. And he, he starts rattling off a bunch of 10 and 2 seasons. How long do you think it would take Auburn fans or Auburn alumni or powers of B to here to say, to say, okay, we're tight. We go 10 and 2. We do some Georgia and Alabama. How long do you think it has to put it with that? I don't think it'll last long. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I agree. Because um, right now, it's kind of it feels like it's in the doldrums, and you're just hoping for 10 win seasons. But after right. but after a while, then you start wondering about championships because yeah, I mean, after a while, it's like okay, great, we get ten win seasons, but where where's the hardware? And and, and yeah, I mean, it, you're not going to be satisfied with that after a while. Ten win seasons are great, but if you don't have any hardware to show for it then that means you're still losing some games to some of your top rivals in there somewhere. And in college football, if you have two losses, it's almost – you might as well not even do it. You're going to go to a good bowl game, but that's about that's it. That's about you're it. Not, yeah. But my criticism of Brian Harsh is, but I, I don't question whether the guy can coach. I think he's a good coach. But I, I don't think he can recruit. And that's that's the name of the game, and especially this year in the state of Alabama. Yeah, and and, um, and that's yeah. that's one of the. If you're going to try to if you're going to try to line up and play big boy football against Alabama and Georgia, they're going to hand it to you every time. Yeah, and, and that's one of the big areas that the fans are are. Uh, are, are just kind of down on him about is that there's not the recruits to show for it. It's like, yeah, okay, the record is one thing, but you're not giving much hope because you're not bringing in the four or five star guys. Right. Now I had my I had issues with Gus Malzahn, but Gus Malzahn had success against Nick Saban for what reason? Because he made him do something he didn't want to do. And that's what I, that's the point I try to make to everybody. If Ron Arson lines up plays big boy football with him, he's going to get his hat handed to him. Yeah. And I just, I just believe that. I think a lot of Auburn fans should recognize that too. So we'll see. But you know, he look if he runs off a two and twos, who knows? He might go back out to Idaho and pick some more potatoes. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks for Thanks the call, Terry. That's Terry from Talladega joining us on the program. Glad to have him a part of the school, sports call family, giving us calls there. Uh, Talking recruiting, Auburn uh, is in the mix for Wilkie Deneau, a four-star edge who will be making his announcement a little bit later today from John Carroll High.
Six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound. It's Auburn, Florida State, Indiana, and Tennessee. And the recruiting prediction machine from On Three gives the Tigers a ninety three point eight percent chance. I would hope so. Florida State is second at three point three percent. His high school coach Mickey Grudy uh, was high school teammates with former Auburn kicker Wes Byram. So uh, a good number of Auburn ties. So it looks like Auburn could potentially be getting another commitment to their class of 2023 where they need a lot of them because they're a little behind right now. I think I saw with the, was it still four that they have? I think it's 74th right now on 247. It had gone up into the 60s after they got their fourth commitment a couple weeks ago. And now, I mean, there's always commitments. There's I don't know if there's a day that goes by where there is not a commitment. Um, but with all the last couple of weeks of not getting one, Auburn's once again back down into the 70s. So uh, their quality is good. But, I mean, if you <laughs> you can't finish the class around 10 to 15 guys. You, you have to get a full complement mm-hmm. of 20 to 25 players. And eventually. it sucks being in the same conference as teams like Texas A&M, Alabama, and Georgia who are going to spend $3 million on recruiting every year. And, you know, like Tom said last week – if Brian Harson doesn't have full reign of the team, we're not going to be able. To, he's not going to be able to do what he wants, and that's what it comes down to. He's got to have full control of that team, full control of everything. And I think when that, if that ever happens, we'll be okay. We'll get more phone calls in here three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one as we go back to our Auburn Bank phone line. Jeff from Columbus. Jeff from Columbus is called in. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys, uh, man, I, I'm, I, that was an interesting interview with a professional leader. I never would have dreamed <laughs> that. You know, like I say, I still can't believe he just doesn't get sick. I don't believe he takes that home with him in his car. <laughs> There's no way. I, yeah, well, and that's right? yeah, that's one thing that we've been discussing is like when you look at some of the stuff on here, some of these records, and you just think yeah. about, you think about the human body. You just you can't process the the body just cannot physically process. For instance, forty four point two five ounce Texas sausages. Uh-uh. Your body can't process it, so you have to purge that at some point. I had four sausages for breakfast. Yeah, I'm burping them up all day. Yeah, or what kind of medicine does he take? I mean, your body, like you say, you can't just tell your body not to absorb so many cholesterol, so much cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, you're telling your body, "This is okay. I promise. I'm, I mean to <laughs> <Right>. do this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Steve saying, "Hey, why don't we just block that 325 pound defensive line?" <laughs> <laughs> You can't just tell yourself to do it. You got to physically do it. You know what I'm saying? So I really called in because it must be football time. Because I heard my old buddy Terry from Talladega on. I'm glad. uh, Tom, I know you remember him. JK, if you. I yeah, do, yeah. I do, yeah. Well, I talked to Terry a few yeah. days ago, and obviously uh, with, with work yeah. that I've done on other shows uh, throughout my career, yeah. familiar with Terry's work, and I'm glad Terry uh, is calling back into our show now. Yeah. You all are and get fired up. You got people from Mobile. Shoot, yeah. It's everybody. We're growing. Um, That's what we're always shooting yeah. for. We're growing. Yeah, I know that. I know that. And, hey, I'm sure Anthony will be back here shortly. It's. Oh, uh, uh, you know he will. Yeah. Yeah, you know he'll be back. So I just wanted to call in, and uh, I'm getting excited about this football season. And uh, just wanted to, like I say, uh, I'm glad to hear Terry. I hadn't heard from him in a little while. So 
uh, I'll let you all go. You all have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you all later on. Perfect. Thanks, Jeff. That's our buddy Jeff from Columbus joining us there on the program. You can call in and chat with us, 334-887-3401. Let's go ahead and we'll take our first break of the opening hour of Sports Call today. Your phone calls, welcome. Call in and talk with us. We're back in a moment. Tiger, 95.9 FM. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. All right, welcome back in. It's Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ, Tom, Van, and Ryan. Uh, what a fun show it's been. A lot of phone calls already. Good interview with Jeffrey Esper a little bit earlier today. Intern Van, it's his last day with our team. And last dance. Last dance, that's right. You're not leaving the softball team, though. No, I, no. Okay. I'm a Thunder Chicken till I die. I was about to say. That's what we like on, to hear. Man. It's like, we can't <laughs> lose our star. Right. He's playing until we get a victory. Yeah. <laughs> a real victory. Once I, we th- win, I can leverage We lost agency last agency night, for those that want to know. I, so, to tell you how good he is... Um, yeah, I, I sit there and chat back and forth with the other team if I'm playing a position close to the dugout. And it was a couple of weeks ago when I somebody hit one out to Van in left field, and I heard the guys in their dugout screaming at their guy not to run. They're like, and they kept saying, "He's got a cannon! He's got a cannon!" <laughs> so I was like, "Dang!" It's like, all right, so you gotta. You have developed quite the reputation. If they only knew how bad my shoulder hurt. <laughs> <laughs> they would definitely run. <laughs> we won't tell them that. Yeah, then. Don't. yeah that'll be our little secret. Not we lost last different. night. Yeah, we did. I, I'll say this. Uh, we Yeah, we lost last night, but it, it's starting to... Our defense is starting to kind of come around. We had, uh, we actually had a what two in, two innings in a row that we went one two three. Yeah, we had yeah two shutouts. Two, two yeah shutout two shutout innings. innings. And I mean, in slow pitch softball, and especially these guys, the way they hit the ball uh-huh. to get two one two three innings like that was yeah. that's pretty darn special. I mean that, but it's starting to show that our defense is really coming around. We're starting to figure out our spots and where everybody fits in. We we just we got to get the bats going cuz that yep. that's just the one thing that we just we can't compete with some of those teams cuz it's whereas we have maybe three guys that can get it to the fence. These other teams have like an entire roster right. that can get yeah, it to the yeah, fence right. and they may have one or two that are kind of the punch hitters that are just kind of dropping them in there. Everybody else has power to go yard. We've got three that can get it to the fence, I think. We so should have had three shot innings yesterday, and I gave up a ball that just burnt me right over my head. We went one-two yep. on two pop-outs, and then a ball came 
scorching straight at me, and I couldn't get to it, and then that just busted us wide open. They they had that one dude. That one dude hit a home run last night, and I mean, it was like the ball didn't get ten feet off the ground. Oh, the one to uh, center. Center. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, you talk about an absolute laser shot. It, it looked like the ball was, I say, ten feet, maybe twelve feet off the ground. Yeah. When it when it came off the bat, I told Ryan it was in because I just I thought <laughs> yeah. that it was going to yeah. fall in, and it just kept. I going. mean, that dude absolutely smoked a. A laser. Their leadoff batter had some pull power. That yeah. kid was hitting the ball so hard. That, that's the thing. But I, and and that's, I told the leadoff guy after the fact, I was like, "You are way too damn good, man." Goodness. I was like, and he was hitting it all. He hit the home run to left, yeah, and then he kept pounding the ball deep to right uh-huh. field as well. I mean, he was hitting it all over the place. And he was a shorter guy. Yeah, he wasn't I was like, very tall. I wasn't expecting Short that much pop that, from him. When, yeah, the, yeah, with that leadoff guy, when he hit that home run, I was like, that's a little dude that just absolutely <laughs> just kept blasted going. one. I got to find a way to get those guys on our team. Yeah, well, <laughs> we got to just find a way to make but, it happen. And, and again, seeing that's the difference uh, with us and all these other teams that we face is that, you know, they, they can hit throughout the entire lineup. They have numerous guys that could easily hit it out of the park no matter where you're at in the lineup and you know we just don't have the bats yeah we don't we you know i'll give brooks childress his flowers here because brooksy boy got another hit yes he did his yeah. first ab of the season he got a hit and then um he went forever without one and then well. brooks childress got himself back in the hit category which is great to see barry blanchard barry's got a two-game hitting two streak yeah. and he's retiring it. on that I was gonna say leaving, leaving us on a two-game hit yeah streak. <laughs> which is uh exciting for for him and um yeah we'll, we'll see if we can bounce back next week it was and me on the other hand you know i i think me and van were tied with the highest batting average on the team and noah is and, up there too and noah's up there i, I and just, ryan's up there ryan's yeah. great too I I just couldn't get it done at the plate last night. Yeah, I the the first one I hit, and I mean it just went straight down into the like right at my feet. Right, and then I, I hit two off the top, and then I hit one under, and, and I, so I had two. I got on base with the second one because they made an error, and so yay. But yeah, two just easy grounders, and then a yeah. pop up. And Noah like, walloped that one uh, triple. I yeah, mean, Noah yeah, hit yeah, that ball really well. Yes, he did. Which was good to see. All right, enough Thunder Chickens. We lost sixteen to three, zero and nine on the season. We're irrelevant. <laughs> we, next week we play the team that's one and seven, though. So I think we're we got a good free oh, base. Don't tell me that. Did oh they, no. Now, okay, now I do want to know this. Please research. Um, I because I know they forfeited a couple earlier in the season. Are they back to playing, or is this team has this team phoned it in? I want to say it's one of the teams that we played the first two games of the season with the pitcher that's in like the full. The guy up, that's I in think. the full Cincinnati Reds outfit. <laughs> Are you saying that's the team they beat? No, I they, think that's who we're playing. I think that's no. We don't playing. play anyone twice. Oh really? No, oh, nobody we twice. We don't play anyone twice. Mm. Well, I was so, gonna say because that, that that team that has that guy, I saw them win last night. I'm I'm pretty sure because they, they are, are one and eight on the year. They have forfeited two of their games, but they have played four consecutive games. All right, we're good. okay. So they're they're not. They lost not yesterday the fifteen nothing to Moe's Barbecue, and they lost eleven to seven yesterday. Okay, to Long Ballers. Okay, it's our moment. At the this very is, this minimum, is, this is our moment. Yeah. At the very that'll be our, minimum, that'll be single digit loss. I'll drink a full scoop of pre-workout for that game. I'll drink a full scoop. Now, is it go you know, while you're on there? Is it is that the first game next week? Second game next? That week? is our first game next week 7:30, at seven thirty. Right? Yeah, we will have and then we play at eight thirty. Against Moe's Barbecue. Oh, that's gonna. Can be we ugly. flip? <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to flip those or not. See, because here's the thing: if we win a game, which I'm probably we probably won't do it, but if we win a game, 
I need kegs just that magically appear <laughs> right there to celebrate. I mean, we need a huge celebration. I hope we're the only and team so we can dogpile JJ on the mound. <laughs> but if we play Moe's Barbecue next, and again, we probably will still not win this game. But if we did, and then we're playing one of the best teams in the league the very next game, we're going to go from <laughs> jubilation to here's your 19 to 4. It's going to be a roller coaster you know? of emotions. The game will be over in like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like, oh, well. hey, that's what we said yesterday, though. We lasted the full hour. We were there yeah, for well, six, well, seven innings. Uh, our, I mean, our defense kept us in yeah. it, and then we just kept scoring runs. And you know, we got to figure out how to hit better as a team. You know, we yeah. I, I think we we made the umpire mad. Did we? Yeah, because I think he was ready to go, and I think he thought that they would just mercy rule us, and then they didn't. And he kept he he kept yelling. Or he was yelling over at them. He's like, "Y'all are ruining my game." And I oh, did he? Yeah. I think and it was it was when it was on my grounder that they made the error because we scored a run or on that one and I heard him. Yeah, that was the one I ran first to third. Yeah, I heard him hollering that y'all are ruining my game. So I thought that he was just assuming it was going to be a That's mercy rule quick and get on out of there. And well, then all of a sudden, great, we're keeping we're keeping it going. I love umpire tears. He can cry about it. Yeah. He gets paid to be there. I don't want to hear that. He uh, rung up Barry, of all people, on a, yeah, come on. On a very controversial come strike. On. Like, I, I saw it. it. It basically hit the end of the plate. Right. So it, you have the front, and it's if it hits any part of the plate, it's not supposed to be a strike. And it looked like it grazed off the edge. Either way, it was so close. You don't ring up someone on that pitch. And and he just takes his time, takes a step out, and be like, yes, sir. Yeah, you made well, it about him. He went like all like halfway up the first baseline and silly. then yeah. rung him up. Like it was really was, silly. Like so. he's doing some. He's been watching the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take some phone calls, talking all things in the world of sports, including our own uh, softball team that we do here as a show. Uh, but obviously, we're getting closer to football season and more. Three three four. 887-3401 if you would like to call in to be a part of the program as we go to our Auburn Bank phone line. And joining us now on the program is... Snake from Pulaski County. Snake from Pulaski County has called into the program. What's up, Snake? Yesterday, Wally Hall, the sports editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, devoted an entire column to the woes of Auburn football. Wow. And he pointed out that not only, well, of course, he he went through the whole litany of the firings and of all of all the coaches and so forth, and pointed out that this would probably be Brian Harson's last season, unless some way he can produce a winner. He's picked dead last in the West in almost every poll, and um, I'm just wondering. What's your? I don't know if you've read the article or not, but uh, what's your what's your reaction? What's the what's the vibe down there on the plains about this team? Everything seems to be so negative with the, of course, controversy that happened during the spring and so forth, and uh, all the transfers that left and everything of that nature. Is there any hope? What's the, what's the uh, uh, is Wally right that this is that that Arsenal will be one and done after this year if he doesn't produce a winner. 
Uh, so I think it's very possible that he could be done after this year if, if Auburn falls completely flat on their face again uh, because the Wolves are already out there trying to get this done. So that would not surprise me. Now, the feeling, the thoughts from here in Auburn – it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, they, obviously, the, there's not a lot of excitement around the football right now because everybody's focused on baseball and basketball. Um, but they're still excited for the season to start to see what's going to happen. And there are a lot of people that seem like they're pretty excited about the prospects of, of uh, Zach Calzada starting at quarterback. And some people are getting pretty excited over some of the things that are being said about the team unity and how everybody has kind of rallied behind Coach Harson. So it's really a mixed bag as far as the feelings on campus. What was the vibe about his performance at, at the uh – Coaches meeting, the, the SEC media yeah. media days. Yeah, well, and I mean the the vibe from all the media was very positive of of him there, and then the three players, uh, a lot of positivity there, talking about how much they've rallied around Brian Harson and how much they. I mean, the players are saying that they've they have not seen team unity like they have seen with what's been going on in this off season of how these guys have rallied around. Uh, now. Is that just guys saying that? Is that legit? I don't know. You still got to have the dogs to get on the field and, and go man-to-man and play. But if they're at least kind of unified, then that's going to help things because of some of the stuff that was going on with players leaving, players not happy with Harson, just different things like that. So, I mean, a unified group, is it's a definitely positive. Yeah. Um, Hall said in his article that stories – um, you know, quoting inside sources, claimed Harson had created a divisive culture, neglecting players and assistants, coaches. Is is that what's been? The, is, is there any truth to that? I, I, you know, that I because I'm not in there behind closed doors, but I don't know what was exactly going on with that, other than it was just a culture change. Uh, from one coach to the next, and I think that happens most of the times that you have a you bring a new coach in, and especially one that's more of a disciplinarian type guy. You're gonna have you're gonna have players that don't like that, and then I don't know what was going on with the coaching staff, but I mean it was you know odd that so many of those guys left. However, the one that the way, one way that you can look at that is that Brian Harson wanted to get his guys in there, guys that he was more comfortable with. And I think some of the staff that he had had in his first year were guys that I think maybe were forced on him a little bit and guys that he was not fully comfortable with. Well, he said that the Auburn president, what is it, Jay Gugge, right. made yes. the decision that Harson would stay. Is that true? or uh, What about the uh, – you know, Auburn is known for the, um, you know, supporters uh, that um, back the program. Did they have a say in Harson remaining? Uh, I mean, I, the, the president has ultimate say-so as the president of the university. Uh, I think most of the time he's going to kind of go along with whatever the athletic director wants. I, I don't you don't normally see a university president go against the wishes of the athletic director, but I mean the president has that ultimate say so in what goes on. So if there was the thoughts of wanting to keep him here, uh Alan Green, the athletic director, 
obviously wanted to keep him here, and so I think uh, the president, Jay Googe, was going to go along with what Alan Green wanted. And it was Jay Googe, the president, back in February that ultimately shut all of this down. He was the one that released a statement and said, Brian Harson is our head football coach. And so did things die down after that, or has there still been a swirl? Locally, yes. Locally, yes. Going to SEC Media Days last week kind of ramped it back up a little bit because people from the outside were asking uh, these sort of questions because they hadn't been following it as long. But, yeah, here around the program, the local media here do not talk about any of the February investigations whatsoever because there was nothing founded. And, uh, yeah, everybody's moving forward into year two of Harson. Right. And, you know, that's what he said. He's, he had passed that and, you know, he was moving on, which is, of course, what he should say. Right. And, um, so do you think, would you say he has the support of the fans at this point moving into the season? I think so. More people we're talking to seem to be more. I mean, yeah. once you get closer to football season, sure. I think everybody ramps up like optimistic, trying to trying to go out there and win some games. And... and what do people think about being picked to finish last? Uh, I, I'll tell you this. A, a huge portion of Auburn fans welcome that just because traditionally Auburn does better when they're picked down at the bottom. It's when the expectations are highest when Auburn falls flat on their face. When they're picked to finish dead last or not expected to do anything, that's traditionally when they become very dangerous. So, I mean, most right. Auburn fans are kind of latching on to that. Right, the the Razorbacks open up with Cincinnati. Who does the uh, Who did the Tigers play in the first game? Mercer. Oh man. Yeah. So they get their cupcake early. That's right. Yep. <laughs> no need to <laughs> tune into that one. <laughs> Who's next after Mercer? San Jose State doesn't get much no. better. Yeah. No. But then Penn State then Penn, is the yeah. following week. Yeah. 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 And LSU well, after that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting season, and uh, hope y'all have a hope y'all have a good season. I think it's going to be tough. Just looking, I you know went through the rosters and went through the kind of breakdowns on the team. It looks like, I mean, to be honest with you, it looks like Auburn's kind of trending down right now. But I mean, maybe Brian Harson can turn that around. I just don't know. But um, you know, that, that's why we play the games, I guess. Absolutely, yeah, and, and yeah, things are have kind of trended down football here at Auburn. But I and hell, your your Razorbacks are are kind of trending up. Seems like a lot of positivity with the Razorbacks right now and everything they've got going on. Right now, we, you know, anytime you've got a good quarterback, and we've got one for for change. Uh, Jefferson's a good quarterback. And we've yeah. got good running backs, but um, I think you, you got know, a good coach too, and a good coach. We're picked to finish third which um, is probably about right. But uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting season. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Good to hear from you, Snake. Always fun to catch up. That's our pal Snake from Pulaski County joining us on the show. A little bit of breaking news here from our guy Lindsey Crosby. Go for it. Uh, per sources, Auburn volunteer pitching coach Tim Hudson will be stepping down to take the head coaching role at Lee Scott Academy. Here That's right. Auburn. That's right. Nothing nothing official from either the university or Lee Scott as of now, but according to sources, Tim Hudson will be stepping down from his volunteer role at Auburn and becoming the head coach at Lee Scott. Where his son is set to be a high school senior there at Lee well, Scott, so a chance to coach his son. Uh, not as much travel involved when you're a Lee Scott coach as opposed to being with the Auburn Tigers 
and more. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll take our next break on the show. Call and chat with us 334-887-3401. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson with Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, and Van Cathcart. Moments ago, Wilkie Denod commits to Auburn out of John Carroll. I just listened exclusively to the uh, 24-7 sports coverage of his commitment and went to listen to a million different interviews to hear his name pronounced over and over. Wilkie Denod. 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 D-E-N-A-U-D. That's why we had to try to figure out the... First name's Wilkie. Wilkie. Which is pretty fun. Again, out of John Carroll High School. He's coming to Auburn. Auburn has five commits in the class of 2023. That's good. The number is going up. You can't get to 20 commits until you get to five. Nope. And so one by one. All right, one. Mr. Optimism over there. <laughs> still behind the, the eight ball a little bit. Yeah, still uh, got to pick it up a little bit. But they do have, what, all five or four stars, I believe. So yeah. they're but, getting yeah. quality guys. Just got to keep getting more of them. That's a long process. And uh, the, the, the message last week from Harson, because he's a long, kind of asked this in the main press conference, was just watch kind of watch us play this year and i've said that that's a big emphasis on he's kind of putting eggs in the basket of yeah i admit to the fact that this is a very important season it's just year two because not only is everyone focused on what that win total is what the team does just for the sake of hey this is how the team does but also i mean he's kind of putting some recruiting messages and and maybe some future uh recruiting successes or failures based on just how the team performs and of course that's always a part of it but it's usually unspoken usually you're trying to pitch about a message and about uh, a vision of the future and a you know a facilities upgrade which Auburn is going through right now and and just the investment in the sport and so it's not always verbatim say hey look at us play the play the game of football you know sometimes it's more about can i get you to the draft or can i uh wine you and dine you so to speak with with the cool facilities that all these teams have built over the last decade or two so um you know he's just kind of being a little bit more forthcoming that he and everyone else knows that the team's got to do better than six and six this year on three sports has already updated their team rankings they're incredible on top of things auburn up to number 50 the five commits they're up to number 50 in the class ranks 24 7 sports has yet to update their rankings and uh, has yet to update the commitment there for wilkie did not van go ahead yeah i was going to say that i mean harson's we have to come out five and oh if we don't i mean 
going five and zero into Georgia. I don't think anybody expects him to beat Georgia in Georgia or beat Bama in Bama. I think those two are probably going to be losses. Texas A&M at home is going to be super tough. But I mean, like he said. The guys are bought in, and that's the most important thing for any team at any level is everybody has to be a unit. We all have to be together, and if if they are, it'll show on the field, and we'll know week one. So I look forward to the football season. It's almost here. I mean, yeah. I, I'm ready to, as you said, fall camp opens at the end of next week. I'm ready to have every single quarterback discussion possible. I'm ready to uh, overreact to what we're hearing about fall camp with every single rep at that position uh, because you want to build success recruiting. Well, as Coach Harson said and as Ryan was talking about a moment ago, you better go out and win football games. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to worry about this year's 2022 team and make sure that this team's ready to rock and roll. Uh, I was just going to mention on Wilkie Denod, uh, uh, we mentioned John, out of John Carroll High School in Fort Pierce, Florida, but a uh, big kid, 6'4", 250-pound, strong side defensive end. So he's got some size to him. Can't wait to uh, see him wearing that Auburn Tigers uniform. And Auburn, over the years, has done a really good job on that defensive line with their edge positions um, and, and that sort of thing. So Is class of 2023. Uh, That's what I'm interested in. You can be as big as you want, but if you're not fast at that at that position. right? Got to get off the line and get there. Right. Speaking of uh, some guys off the line uh, at the professional ranks, too, news for you from today. D Ford was released by the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, so D Ford will look for his next NFL stop. But had time with the Chiefs and the Niners. I think he was on both teams the years that they lost Super Bowl. So uh, made it a couple of times, but hasn't walked away yet with the Super Bowl ring, which, you know, it goes back to the Buffalo Bills days where, hey, we're playing for it. We got to experience the Super Bowl, Uh but didn't quite win it. There's a uh, professional update for you with the Auburn football team. Talking about the team going into this season as well, a lot of talk lately about Coy Moore at that wide receiver position, looking for names to emerge in that room. And this is a transfer that Auburn added pretty late in the process from LSU. So he's staying in the SEC, but it feels like he's going to be a guy that does a little bit of everything at that wideout spot for Auburn and a name that you need to be aware of and watching out for. You obviously hear Shedrick Jackson a lot because he's the most experienced guy of the bunch but Coy Moore has been getting a lot of big headlines and talk lately here yeah I mean you know again this is the point in the season or not even in the season but preseason where some guys start to get hyped up but uh, forgive me for being a little cynical but just until they do something on the field like I'm just not going to blow sunshine up anyone's butt for it you know i mean yes there's some positive talk with him um but there's gonna have to be more than one guy step up honestly and um you know it it goes back to yes shedrick jackson but also someone i I, like i really want to see javarius johnson um have a important role in the team because of his speed and athleticism and um, that's a guy, obviously, with Brian Harson's more pro style and more physical offense that I feel like is probably going to have to work harder to find a, a consistent spot on the field. But, um, you know, I think guys like that, I, I'm usually really high on, on, on high athleticism guys like that. So uh, there's there's a lot of work to do. Um, Coy Moore certainly being in the SEC, he knows what it's about. He's going to know the expectation, know the difficulties and challenges, 
involved in it and so that does set him up for an opportunity but these guys have to take those opportunities everyone was really excited about Demetrius Robertson last year and I don't think anyone was excited about Demetrius Robertson by the end of the year so um, the reality is these guys um, the Miami transfer included I forget his name at the moment um, they, they've all have a chance to perform and if you can hit on a couple of them then you'll be really excited but Sometimes you, you miss. Sometimes you swing and miss. So um, you, you just got to hope for a couple of those guys to show real development and and then ultimately the quarterback play. And, and that's, you know, that's why Auburn's put and projected seventh because they've got some good parts of their team. They've still got talent. Uh, everyone loves Tank Bigsby. Everybody understands he's good. Everyone is hopeful that a very veteran offensive line will stay healthy and show more improvement. And then, obviously, everyone really likes the pass rushers, the defensive front that Auburn has, quality linebackers, some DBs with promise. But the reality is everything to do with that passing game needs a lot of work, and it needs to show a lot of improvement. And so – um, I, I guess turning heads in the preseason or, or in the off seasons technically uh, can't hurt, but at the end of the day, there's still going to be have you know real palpable gains uh, will still ultimately have to be made. Still got to do it on Saturday at a high level too, so we'll see how it goes. Dazlin Warsham, the uh, wide receiver from Miami, now in the mix for the Auburn Tigers. So uh, yeah, you got to fill out your roster and you got to have other guys step up. We talked yesterday a good bit about transfer quarterbacks over the years and how there's only one of them that's really out there on the field but um, at a position like wide receiver where you have more people involved and in the mix you're going to have more people therefore on the field getting reps getting those opportunities and so people just want to look for another opportunity another place to play and hopefully some of these guys can step up and be big time playmakers for Auburn we have what three transfer quarterbacks on the roster right now Ashford Calzada yeah and family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holden Garner's the only one that's straight to Auburn. Right. And And if he doesn't play right away, I mean, he might be joining the circle, too. And we were going through him yesterday uh, with other schools, and certainly the other schools have a few more than others. But uh, Auburn, for a while, kept most most of its quarterbacks. But those last few years there, it it started to have its own transfers. When you think, obviously, Malik Willis, Joey Gatewood, uh, someone didn't really work out at all, John Franklin III. I mean, most of these guys that transfer don't work out at your school. Uh, that's why they leave. You know, they don't. They're not usually good at a big school. I mean, like, yeah, I'll go leave anyway. That's why some of these more recent transfers are, are that much more shocking. Because like Caleb Williams is probably one of the best five quarterbacks in college football, right. and he left just like his head coach left one of the great programs in college football to go to another one of the great programs in, in college football history. So Woody Barrett, um, yeah, Woody Barrett's transfer. He played at Kent State. See, I mean, yeah, you can you can find a lot of them over time uh, of guys. Guys that transferred everywhere and from everywhere at that quarterback position. But but one more note on the wide receiver position. I, I think why there's so much doubt, at least from my point of view, is just because you need two things. Like a, you need reliable, like number two and three guys that can give you three to five catches in a game or make a big play in each game that affects winning. Like I think of a prototypical guy in in that regard was like Ricardo Lewis. Like Lewis was a really good number two or three because in every game there was a possibility that he would make a huge play for you. He had yep. a huge jet sweep or a long play or maybe it'd be the, the random game. He had five catches. You know, it just felt like a number two that would give you something. Um, Auburn's looking for that. They're also looking for a number one. Like 
they're looking for everything. They're looking for those reliable number twos and threes, but they're also looking for a guy to step up and make 50 catches this year. A guy that obviously Auburn's not had a thousand yard receiver in the in this century, which is a mind blowing stat we talked about yesterday. But someone to have eight or nine hundred yards that you right. feel uh, can can be a number one and, and catch five to seven touchdown passes and and just be a number one receiver. So that, that you know, that's the problem. Auburn is looking for everything at wide receiver. They have a, a pretty good tight end position with John Samuel Shanker and, and other guys that will compete and, and make that room a really quality room, but you can't throw it to the tight end 30 times a game. That's right. not how it works. So, um, you know, that that there's just a lot to remain to be seen there. And some, some of these guys have talent. But, again, the, the problem at wide receiver for a lot of years has not been talent. This is one of the first times it is really weaker on talent. The problems have been the development issue, and that's right. why the hope is that Ike Hilliard will bring a, a different nuance to the position because with Cody Burns, they had plenty of four-star guys. They even had a couple five-star guys sprinkled in for about a, a five- or six-year period. But the issue was they never really seemed to get that much better over time. And, and, and so – or especially not a, a a you know a system that didn't allow a bunch of guys to 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 play so that was part of it there's a lot of parts of it but the reality is that the receiver position has has not been a a overwhelming strength for Auburn for the most part for a while 334-887-3401 toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine your phone calls are welcome let's get one more in here before the close of the hour as we go back to our auburn bank phone line again coming up in the final hour of the show for wacky wednesday we're going to have our own banana pudding competition and joining us on today's program here is james from montgomery james has called into today's show hi there james hello and war eagle war eagle sir yeah, I've been um, wanting to ask, who do you see actually going back to the um, SEC championship game this year? What teams do you see? What two teams out of the SEC do you see going back to Atlanta for the third time this year? Yeah, my I uh, I got to vote at uh, at the media day festivities last week. One of the members to to place a ballot as did uh, Brooks Ryan and Tom. I said I said Alabama and Georgia, James. I think those two teams will be playing in the SEC title again this year. What do you think? Um, I would have to say either Georgia and Alabama, Florida and Texas. Or Auburn versus Oregon. In the SEC championship. I mean, you know, to actually meet up in Atlanta. And I would have to say that I would love to see Georgia and Alabama once again. Yeah, I think we possibly could see that matchup again. Yeah, Texas a few years away from joining the SEC, and Oregon uh, is not going to be joining the conference. But we will see them play uh, very exciting games throughout the year. And who knows? Maybe those teams could make it to the college football playoff. But we saw a couple of amazing Alabama and Georgia games last year, and maybe we'll get a few more this season. Yes, that's well, because with uh, the head coach at Georgia, I think it's Kirby Smart, if I'm correct. You are correct. So I think with Georgia and Alabama, I think Georgia might actually win another title 
to their legacy and actually knock off Nick Saban and actually let him ride off into the sunset in uh, retirement as well. Yeah, I don't know that he'd be uh, seeing sunshines if he were to lose that last game before he heads out. Yes, because, I mean, with Georgia, I mean, they really do have a great recruiting um, uh, a, re- a great recruiting process. And, um, you know, they got some great guys that came out of the University of Georgia that, that used to play in the NFL. And uh, some of them are inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. Like Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Herschel Walker and... Um, no, it's a lot of guys that came out of out of that uh, that Georgia um, class as well. A lot of good Bulldogs over the years, that's for sure. So we'll see uh, what happens. Hopefully Auburn beats Georgia this year, though. We've been losing to them too much lately. So hopefully we can go to Athens, a really tough place to play, and walk away with a victory. Yeah, so we really do need um, – I mean, Athens, Georgia is a really tough place to play for Auburn. But I think we might give Georgia fans a, a, a little a little bit of dog food because I know we will have a – they will have a tough time beating us because we do have um, what they don't have. We have a great, great five-star transfer from Texas A&M and uh, Zach Calzada. So I'm just going to – to see how he's going to do this year. Give him dog food, huh? Yeah, so it's it's just because we do have a really, really good um, treat in Zach Calzada. So we'll just have to see. I'll just have to see how uh, Zach Calzada would do this year as well. Yeah. And um, Rawhides and Bones might be next. Yes, yes. So I think with that, um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough season for Auburn. But I think we're going to uh, keep this train rolling when it comes out of the station this year in 2022 what brand of uh, dog food um maybe like um um like um puppy chow or something like that <laughs> yeah there you go i like it all right tell me something else on your mind before we get to the end of the hour well, I'm actually going to be seeing if my Dallas Cowboys might make it to the Super Bowl this year. And I've been hearing a lot of great things and not so great things about um, Mike, McCart- uh, Mike McCarthy and seeing if he's going to be a good coach. And they're looking at some other coaches to replace him if he doesn't um, turn the team around. And one of those great coaches that might come to the Dallas Cowboys would be uh, Sean Payton from the New Orleans Saints. So I think he might be a good fit for the Dallas Cowboys as well. So you're hearing if uh, if uh, Mike McCarthy does not have a big year and get Dallas to the Super Bowl, it might be Sean Payton next year? Next year in 2023. Because with Sean Payton, he's, he's actually a Super Bowl coach. He took the New Orleans Saints to a Super Bowl. And I think it will be a great time to see Sean Payton be the head coach at Dallas as well. Well, James, it's always so great to hear from you, buddy. All right, sounds good. And War Eagle, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. War Eagle. All right, that's our good pal James from Montgomery joining us there on Sports Call. 334-887-3401. Great stuff there to end our number two. We've got another hour to go. We're about to get wacky in here on Sports Call alongside Ryan Van and Tom. My name is J.J. Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. 
hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call. Who are you? Oh, my gosh. What in the <laughs> world? Where did I come from? What in the heck happened? I was just back there doing work, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm here. It's like magic. JJ and Mr. Ryan Boy have stepped out of the studio to prepare for the impending Wacky Wednesday coming up here at 515. And so... I've been called into duty to step up. Oh, had to get you out of the bullpen. Yeah, had to come. Had to, had come, to get the righty. Get it, get, I don't know how effective I'm going to be. I'm just <laughs> more of an innings eater kind of guy. I'm, I'm not going to throw some effective innings, but we're going to get us through it's minimal funny damage. funny you said eater. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Talking a lot about uh, competitive eating today on the program. Uh, if you don't know who I am, sometimes I don't, but I'm Brooks Childress. Tom Peavy's in the studio. Van Cathcart's also here. Ryan Lavoie is somewhere. J.J. Jackson is somewhere. Again, preparing for our Wacky Wednesday to start very, very shortly. Coming up here in just a couple minutes. Um, But yeah, third hour show coming up. We're going to have our Wacky Wednesday coming up here in just a couple minutes. As I said, we'll finish up the show with a nightly TV guide. Uh, But right now, this was kind of sudden, so I didn't prepare to be in this position. But, you know, we're going to make the best of it as we always do but let's do this let us have our daily show recap we've already finished the first two hours of sports call today boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast it jumped up a notch it did didn't it it's now time for the daily show recap um Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Well, I can't because I wasn't on the show today. But, Tom, how's the show been? Uh, Man, it's been great. Uh, Yeah, that first hour we had a great, awesome interview with Jeffrey Esper, who is the number two ranked male eater in Major League Eating. Uh, We discussed a lot of things, but mainly uh, discussed the uh, event that's coming up in uh, Madison, Alabama. Uh, Friday, August the 5th at Cross Point Church in Madison. Major League Eating World Banana Pudding Championship. As these guys come rolling in with some <laughs> banana pudding for the contest that we're going to have. Um, competitors will have eight minutes to consume as much banana pudding as they can. The champion will establish a new world record in the banana pudding eating discipline. Uh, Jeffrey Esper being number two ranked male uh, is one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win this competition as Joey Chestnut 
who is like the world-renowned male eater, will not be there. Uh, but a great conversation with Jeff, Jeffrey Esper. Uh, we have discussed some Auburn football and just kind of the uh, – we had Snake from Pulaski County, our, our resident Arkansas fan caller, called in, and uh, we discussed some Auburn football, and we have discussed uh, a little bit of breaking news with Auburn getting a commitment from a four-star defensive end, a little bit of breaking news with uh, sources saying Tim Hudson stepping down as the volunteer pitching coach to take on the Lee Scott role uh, as head coach. So, uh, yeah, a lot of the different stuff going on, but uh, the really that whole first hour and even part of the second, we really kind of focused on more of the eating contest stuff. And again, thank you to Major League Eating for setting up all of the interviews there and also for allowing us the opportunity to promote what they've got going on there in the stomach-centric sports. Again, next Friday, the World Banana Pudding Championship. We're about to have our first sports call banana pudding championship. Myself, Van Cathcart, and Brooks, you said you're in for this. Uh, you reached out, and no one else said anything. So I, right, I, so I you're ready to rock services. and roll. So Ryan Lavoy is going to serve as our play-by-play announcer for the festivities. <laughs> um, I'm looking for uh, looking forward to competing against you, Brooks, and yeah. you, Van. Tom Peavy, you're going to serve as an analyst, I guess. Sure. Uh, I don't know that. Oh. It, what, what do we want to call this? A a spoon by spoon. I guess. Uh, trying to, I mean, I don't know. What you, uh, it's going to be what the first to finish the two. First to finish, and so here we are. We've got snack, banana pudding, uh, that that's got our vanilla wafer crumbs on top. We will toss those in at the start. I was say, are, are we tossing them on top? Are we mixing them in, or like, what is our? What do you think? What? Let's talk this out. Uh, I, it needs to be uniform, yeah, whatever it is. Because it's like, if you just toss them on top, you could spread some of them. Like, you could not spread them around, but like, you go in for the first bite and... It's go all everywhere. gone? Yeah, th- no, they go everywhere. Are I, we preparing both things first? So yes. So like we open them, get I, them I th- ready, I and then... Think you, I think we need to do that. I so, think we'll yeah. do that during a break. I think we'll do that during a commercial break, I, and then we go from there. I mean, I think I think you should prepare, just like with the, the uh, other food challenges... You can prepare it however you want to prepare it. So I think you have to have your stuff open. But if you want to dump the wafers in your mouth and then go for the pudding, I think you should be able to do that. Or however you want to do See, it. See, but I don't the, think after talking to Esper and also reading through this, I don't think they have that option. Oh, uh, really? I, I think it's just going to be, hey, here's banana pudding that's already put together right. for here's you. Here's a spoon. Here's and, a tray. And go for it. So, he, yes. Esper mentioned the actual bananas, the chunks right. of bananas in it, and yeah. I had not even thought about that right. part Do these of have, that like, actual bananas in it, or uh, is it just, like, banana flavor? This is courtesy of our friends over at Raymundo's <laughs> with <laughs> vanilla wafers, so Quality. I'm not quite sure. There's a shout-out for Raymundo's. That's a lot we'll of We'll figure it out as we go. We'll figure it out as we go. Uh, two snack packs. I might be the favorite. You know, I can eat pretty quickly. Brooks, you've, I don't know. Actually, I think Van would probably be the I favorite. Say, I, I enjoy so food too much, so I may start like casually going through and be like, And that's oh, what they so said. Good. They said our contestants cannot be distracted by how good the, the quality out. is and I the taste. I love banana pudding. I'm very much looking forward yeah. to this. So, all right, let's go to break, Brooks. Let's go to commercial break. When we come back, Ryan LaVoy takes over as our announcer. And um, Tom's going to add some commentary. And I'll have a timer going. You'll have a, a, a timer going. And, yeah, any other commentary is welcome because you will not be hearing words from myself, <laughs> Brooks, and Van. So slurping. Just some slurping. <laughs> Barry said he might want to pop in. Barry Blanchard of Thunder Chicken's fame. 
and add some thoughts. So we'll see what happens. All right. We'll take a timeout. Chaos. Wacky Wednesday happens after this on Sports Call. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guy. Welcome back into Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, Tom PV, Ryan the Boy, Van Cathcart, Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry. Hell, everyone's in the studio at this point. Here we are, Wacky Wednesday. We're about to have a competition between J.J. Van and Brooks. Ryan Lavoie is going to be our spoon-by-spoon, play-by-play commentator for the competition today. Tom Peavy is going to be our analyst. And I said Brooks Childress would be our official, but Brooks is now a competitor. So, Brant, you are the judge. Oh, no. Okay, you are the mm. judge. And, All right. you know, you're going to make the call at the end, right? Should I get something to drink? Why? I don't know. You don't. You, are you going to try to put more Van's liquid in Van's got a water stomach? bottle. I just Van does have a water bottle to wash it all down. But I mean, okay, I do feel you like want a water bottle. No, I'm, after the competition. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm trying to think if I need it like immediately after. Okay, we can sprint and get you something if you need yeah, a little help. After I'll be fine. We've got stuff fine. in the fridge. Um, if you throw up from this, I will laugh at you. <laughs> okay, empty mouth. You will also be disqualified. Clearly, <laughs> to true. win, empty mouth, and I mean. Brand. So we're we're going by. Um, I want all the. Sp- I mean, I want everything. You want it clean. I want it clean. You want residue. Okay. No clumps. I want it clean. All right. I'm gonna have to see it afterwards. So like, slam it down and yell time like, when you're done. Hold on. Like fully. Like no banana pudding left in there, or like streaks of banana pudding. Like left streaks. In there? Okay. Like uh, we'll be we'll be reasonable. Very small we'll be reasonable streaks. about this. Yeah. But if I feel like you could get a good amount with a spoon. I'm hammering you. Correct. Uh, please do, okay? I'll hammer you the hardest. I know that, but I'm the favorite <laughs> going into this. <laughs> I declared myself to be the favorite. Uh, and Tom, you're going to time this, which is outstanding. Yeah, because we got to see who... I mean, obviously, it's who finishes first, but I'd let's like to Let's not puke on air, okay? Let's try right, to make yeah, that a thing. That. Let's uh, Let's see if we can manage that. All right. All right. Are you we ready. ready to rock and roll? I'm going to count it down from five. I want okay? you to give... Let me, let's, let's set the stage a little bit. Okay. All right. Are you ready? You ready to enter, enter the danger headphones zone? On, he's going to listen to the song. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So are we five, three, two, one, go? I'm yeah. assuming? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All, are all participants ready? I'm ready. Brooks is clear on the rules. Ready. We're clear on the rules. All right. You can, you can touch it to begin with. You can five, have this in your hands. Four, three, two, one, go. Van almost false started. I was and watching him. All they're right. off. They're both yeah. off. Brooks almost spilled some, but he's good to go. Brooks is JJ laughing. 
Padres hard into it right now. All three parties. These are small it's, cups. These are four ounce cups. Van is almost done with his first cup. Oh Van my is goodness, done. an animal Van is, is broken out. Spit a little crumbs, but he's okay. Oh, now he's laughing. <laughs> All right, he's got a clear, decisive lead, though. Oh, yeah, Brooks does. looks like okay. he's on a yeah. Sunday stroll Van's over here. Van's got some clumps in that first yeah. thing, but he's still well J- ahead J- of JJ just else. looks like he's kind of savoring the flavors there. Yeah, Van's, Van's almost done, and the other two yeah, are not even got to the, the bottom of his All right, second JJ cup. done with one, but but Van's getting the last helpings here. Yeah. Brooks is finishing cup yep. one. Time. I believe Van is I believe, done. Yeah, Van I'm giving that to Van. Van is done. Wow. He's an animal. I see a crumb. It doesn't count. There he's, it is. All right. He got the crumb, and he still wins. All right. Brooks is, uh, is enjoying his 140 Van, calories. Van, don't eat the cup. <laughs> 140 calories a cup, so 280 is what we're consuming right now. Uh, JJ. JJ's struggling. <laughs> JJ is. <laughs> Brooks is just taking his time. <laughs> JJ is, uh, Brooks has a big hump uh, or big uh, hunk of clump, uh, crumb, excuse me, uh, here that he just needed to eat. JJ and Brooks close for second. JJ says he's done. Hold up your cups, sir. Yeah, I'm going to need to see your cups. Yeah, good enough. Yep, good enough. All right, JJ second now. Brooks comes in right now. He's still got the third in his mouth. So mouth is not empty. And now it's officially He's third empty. either third. way. All right. All so, right. Well, that was quick. That Van. Um, oh, uh, Van. Was, was that pretty close? No. <laughs> Van took about 30 seconds. 40, 44.5 seconds. Wow. Wow. Did you keep going? Was it over? I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Van, keep going Van how do you feel? JJ would have been a minute and something. I knew. I knew from the start I was going to take it. They didn't. <laughs> you guys had no idea who you were messing with. I knew you'd be the favorite going into it. How how was the taste though? Incredible. Right. I, good. I was very pleased. Very good. I was very much caught off guard by the consistency. <laughs> yeah. <it was laughs> because good. I saw it, and I thought like I was immediately thinking vanilla pudding, and it's just like gonna go in. But there was there was so much. It was gelatinous. There was a lot of jiggling. There. Yeah, I was not. I was very much caught off guard by that. I made a mess too. So so let's just get this into perspective now. Please so do. Took, well, 44 seconds for Van to finish those two. You guys it was were eight ounces. He it was 3.95 right. ounces a cup. Yeah. Eight ounces. So in in the time that it took y'all to eat two of these cups, Jeffrey Esper probably would have already had about three pounds of banana pudding in him. That's disgusting. I can't imagine. I, I'm just sad it's over because that was good banana. It pudding. was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what was the brand again? Raymundo's, I Ray, think. Ray, but it's like Nilla wafer pieces with the banana pudding. So it's like Raymundo's put it together, but like Nilla wafers are in it. That was delicious. It was good. Man. Not so bad. I thought I would Everyone, be more competitive. Anyone nauseous? Here was my problem. Well, hopefully not. I burped. I got it out. We're good. <laughs> I, feel like I, was, I feel like I was funneling food in at a good rate, but then my whole life I've just, you know, I store food in my cheeks. And <laughs> you're part chipmunk. Excuse me. <laughs> That's what oh, I, this was good. I'll save it for six hours from now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know. Mentally, it's just I get it's in the cheat, and then I have to tell myself. Cold winter Wait. night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, J- I have to tell JJ myself. can't grow facial hair, so he can't save it in his uh, flavor saver beard. So he just stores it in his cheeks like a chipmunk. No, I, but so I had to keep telling myself, no, swallow. Like you need to, you know, actually put away the banana pudding. Yeah. 
Store and I forgot else. to do that. I inhaled that first <laughs> cup. That first cup was a chance. Jay, what was interesting is JJ's like the ferocity of him digging in was right up there with like That's what I'm you saying. expect a really fast speed, but for whatever reason, he just maybe you weren't putting enough in each bite. No, it was mentally. I was just storing. I just uh, like uh, when when Van was doing well, I, I still had it. It was just all in my mouth. You know how in eating competitions you store food? How just swallow? No, no, you don't store food. You eat it. You just I know swallow I, it. You I, don't keep it. And I got to work on that. That's why, like, if we <laughs> well, did... Well, yeah, for the next time we did If this, we yeah. did a chugging competition, no, no. right? Whoa. Like, if we took a bottle of water, yeah. do you feel pretty good about your chances there? Yeah. No. Yeah? I want to do that. Oh, so that's actually very... No. That's actually that. very dangerous. Chugging yeah. a bottle yeah, of water? Yeah, you can choke. I, I'll yeah. choke. I will choke. Well, I mean, there you I'll win. win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess a bottle of water is not so bad, but I mean, there there is actually um, uh, Will you water intoxication. Will you retrieve a bottle of water, please? I, I'll oh, really? Yeah. I've drank a bunch of water and got sick to my it. stomach, but yeah. I've never got You like, will? Yeah, there's a thing called water okay. intoxication. Huh. Four but so. that's like drinking so. gallons yeah. and gallons of water. Yeah. I'm going to go for Wait, it. Wait, are we doing this now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, we're chugging water now? Yeah. We should Let's do the same challenge. Let's just not spit up on the everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna have to no, look the other way. Yeah. I'm gonna have don't, to look the other way. Don't face I'll, the board. I'm gonna be away from it. there. I'm aware. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was fine until Ryan started talking about the second cup, and I almost lost it. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you do a fair job with your spoon by spoon commentary? Yeah. What else do you want me to do? I wasn't. You want me attention. not to say was, anything for the for the <laughs> no, listener? I mean, a, I'm glad you did say things, media? but mentally I wasn't listening. I was worried about story. Well, I was locked uh, in. For the first cup, locked uh, in, didn't hear a word anybody. Yeah, that's Good. what I'm saying. I, I, Second cup, they got Brooks. Me did you hear me? Yeah, I was listening to the entire. That may have thrown. Like, not, I'm not going to blame anything on throwing me off, but like I was very much listening to Ryan calling the the meet. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you know, I guess you can. If people can uh, call racing and call tennis, especially on right. radio. You can call some good uh, good old eating. I just I, I want to win and I didn't. I oh, let I, I let the team down. Cold. This is gonna suck. I'm so proud of you. You knew I was gonna win. Yeah, Cam knew I was gonna Van's, win. Van's very right and like cold water is significantly harder to chug. Yeah, this is gonna suck. And JJ, oh, I never I, thought I, about. It. I've never I've never tried to. I don't like drinking warm things. JJ, I I don't think you're going to be able to store water in your cheeks. Like, it freezes your throat a little bit going down, and it's easier to keep your throat open when it's room temperature. Before we start, can anybody do the squeeze thing? I feel like you might be the kind of guy that can just squeeze a bottle of water. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, because that's not... Can you do that? No. I I wish. That's not I wish. All right. Well, Brant's already ready to go here. Are you guys ready? Who? Well, I need to. I, I'm gonna I'm, step I'm, back I'm away. I need to get my heart rate down a little. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be away from technology. All right, Brooks. Are you participating? Or are you just Are you just gonna have a nice Sunday stroll? Of- I'll start by participating, but I'm very quickly gonna fall to the rear and stop. <laughs> this sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Here we go. I'm All ready. Right, JJ, you ready? All right. No, we're not starting yet. Mm-hmm. He, he needs to get his cap off. I, I got to clear right. the area. Yeah. JJ's going to spit in that trash can. Um, <laughs> all right. Caps are off. I'm going to count down from three. Three, two, one, drink. All right. Oh, my oh, God. In heaven you. with Brant oh, Daughtry. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. Brant right. Daughtry. Well, he's got a little bit oh. more. He's got a little bit more. 
I don't. I can't see oh, JJ. Brent got He's blocking him. <laughs> oh, Brant got that dog in him. And he Brent, walked it Brant's off. done. Oh, Brant's, Brant's done. close. JJ, you good over JJ's there? JJ's over there. Yeah, he's JJ, going. JJ, Brooks JJ, gave up. JJ he took a good swig and a half. JJ took his done. back and he's uh, still going. I thought JJ, was, I thought JJ was over there yeah. urinating in the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that caused JJ to do a spit take. So... This is great radio. That's why JJ's by the trash can. <laughs> oh JJ, don't goodness. worry about it. Brooks ain't yeah, tried. You yeah. got bronze if yeah, you want yeah. it. Van, they're, Van they're, Silver. They're, oh, hey, that's two. Or maybe that's, not. That's two spit takes. That's two spit takes. I said the word bronze. So, what do you mean? First, first, first place goes to Brant, and second place goes to Van. Yeah, Brant. Yeah, Brant was like Brant. two-thirds of the way done yeah. before I even looked at him. <laughs> I just started by looking at JJ, whatever was going on over there. I looked there, I was like, oh my god, Brant. That's amazing. JJ's still going. We're, we're still a minute. JJ's still participating technically. A minute 17 oh seconds. Right Brooks is drinking like a gentleman. JJ, just phone it in. Brooks is coming back here. He's halfway through the bottle now. Brooks, Brooks got the pee. I think JJ's got, JJ's got more water on his hands than he does in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, Brooks is over halfway Why done. Are we doing this? <laughs> All right, JJ's getting close now. All right, there you go. All right, lots of. Okay, he's almost. He's almost got it. Almost got it. Got Brooks got down there now too. I thought Brooks was just gonna decide just to merrily stroll through the rest of the bottle in the next thirty minutes. Any no, day, JJ. JJ did it. Look at that. Re- time to recycle that, buddy. You did it. It only, oh took, it only took you two minutes and one second to uh, drink a bottle of water. <laughs> well, the things we do for content. Should we count off the JJ for uh, the amount that he spit on the wall? <laughs> Half of it's not even in his, in his body. I knew I was laughing too much. That was the thing. And <laughs> I kind of want to wash that down with some I kind of want to do it again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Brant will win again. Don't, I, don't do it. I didn't get to watch Brant. You know, like, you I... Not many did. It was like, very quick. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> no, see it. I heard it, though. Like, I, that was the thing. I heard it. I could hear it. That's what like, messed me up, is I was sitting here, and then Ryan just turns just, good lord, and that's... I lost it. I was, it was kind of funny, because I was like, I don't know if anybody... I don't know, because, like, I felt pretty good about coming in second, but I didn't know what Van was going to do. And then, like, I didn't hear anybody else, like, crinkling their bottle. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in here. Yeah, I'd have choked if I'd have squeezed it. I did it. didn't recycle that bottle. There you go. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. Oh, I thought you, I thought you threw the bottle. <laughs> I, you mentally, yeah. That was my banana pudding oh, cups. Okay. Brooks just finished. That a boy. Oh, I'm God. proud of you, bro. I thought I want to see you. I, I want to see you in action. All right, this won't be this. a contest. This is just gonna be like, look what Brant can do. Like an exhibition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, once can I, I want to time this. I mean, how fast was that? Fast. Did you time? Like 25, 30 seconds. Yeah, it was like it was. Yeah, it was 20, 30 No, let's time it for real. It, Tom it forgot the time. 20, Mine was probably around 50 to a minute, and Brant was done considerably faster than I was. That was tough. Well, water's good for you. Yeah. You're still over there, like, just trying like to get over the water quicker. Because <laughs> when you were asking about, well, I forgot what we called it, but obviously people have seen the, the best chuggers in the world with a water bottle. They're, like, pushing the bottle 
against yeah. their face, basically, right. and shoving it down. Just straight like a funnel, right. straight right. down the throat. Well, there's also a technique. I've seen people do it with a, a beer chug out of a bottle. You spin it, yeah. and you get it. Basically, you get the tornado going in there, and so then when you turn it up, it all just rushes straight out of the bottle. Yep, I've done that. Kind of like a funnel, except, yeah, yeah you just I had There's a technique to everything. I had yeah. a feeling that Brant was going to be good at it. I I had a good feeling, and I was right. Yeah, we said chug a bottle of water, and he said, I'm in. Right away, <laughs> no questions asked. Like, he was he just got hustled. He was ready for this moment. I just wanted to point out that when I said, I, did I need a bottle of water before the banana pudding? That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was... Uh, that was pretty remarkable. Tom, you sure you don't want to chug that the rest of that Mountain Dew? Oh, <laughs> my God. Could you imagine? All, All right. right. So Cam's got his bottle. Brand's uh, got his we're bottle. We're going to get a timer out I here. Got, I got my timer. Right, Tom's going to time it. Reset. All this right. One, I feel like this one will be slower than the first one, honestly. I don't know. I bet I bet it'll still be fast. Take a couple deep breaths. Um, get in there. Here All right. Go. I'm going to count it down from three. Three, two, one, go. Goodness gracious. You got to squeeze it, Cam. Squeeze it, Cam. Squeeze it, Cam. Oh, squeeze it more, Cam. Squeeze God. it more. And Brand almost finished mm. it on first try. He's done. Brand's done. Brand's done. Yeah. 9.2 seconds. Holy wow. cow. 10 seconds, essentially. Let's go. Good grief. Hey, that's impressive by Cam. Cam's almost done, too. That's good. He he now, whipped you, Jade. Both whipped you. <laughs> uh, Cam only had to finish the last Was he on pace to beat Van? Probably, I how think close I, behind Van was uh, Brant? I was probably like 10 seconds behind Brant. Or how close maybe, behind Brant was maybe Van? Maybe a little yeah. less than 10 seconds. Yeah. So it, Van and Cam would have be been neck and neck. Yeah, and knowing, knowing U2's friendship, that makes sense to be neck and neck. We would have fought. <laughs> be a great competition, yeah. Uh, Brant has an awesome party trick. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was sick. I mean. Is that, is that a party trick? Hey, ladies. Hey, look. <laughs> I can put all this liquid inside Under in less than seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> Water bottle chug. Me, me and Eric Badlands Booker. <laughs> oh, that's quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. Oh, wow. What a day. What a show. What content, as you said a moment ago, Ryan. Man. It was a wacky. And we, was we wacky. get to recycle a lot of water bottles. You know how much joy that gives me. Oh, yeah. Everybody's hydrated today. I mean, whew, this is outstanding. I mean, I, in a weird way, like, I didn't want to participate in the water, but, like, I just wanted, wanted to drink some water at normal <laughs> speed after seeing that. I was like, oh, that looks refreshing. It's really cold. And, uh, I will say it was refreshing. <laughs> I, I'm very refreshed after the fact. Was your Did you Kinda find full. it easier to be uh, a play-by-play announcer for the water chug or for the banana pudding? Well, my, my the water play-by-play was just looking at Brant going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, that seemed a little simpler. It was probably more fun to watch the banana pudding just because. It, you, you don't know. see that every day. Yeah. Well, and they were pretty, they were small cups. They, they were uh, consumed pretty quickly. If I wasn't laughing, <laughs> I think I might have had Brant. No. Uh, In what? <laughs> uh, it, look, yeah, you might have gotten half a bottle down by the time he got two bottles down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is remarkable. I mean, you stuff. were over there. Weren't you even drinking to start off with? It looked like you just weren't doing anything. You just staring at the wall like a glaze. Okay. For a good 30 seconds, he just stood there and giggled, I swear. <laughs> at the start. Uh-huh. Right out of the gates. Let me give my thinking back Give your on story. It. Give your Here's perspective. Here's my story. Right out of the gates. Open the bottle of water. It's time to go. Right. I go and I take the first sip. Uh huh. And I start to cough. 
oh. a little bit. <laughs> and I said, problematic. this is not good. This is right. not good. Uh, you know, I can't go down. It you quickly know. went from I want to drink this to I'm taking on water. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, you know, it goes down the wrong pipe. And I said, oh, no, I got to recover. And then you and then guys, started, finished, you and guys then started talking about me. Finished. And then I started laughing and it... Uh, it got a little messy. Well, I, I mean, I expected you to get away from the board. I didn't think you'd turn away from the board and get by the trash can. Thank God he did, though. Yeah, I was in a good was spot, funny. ultimately. But, yeah, good laugh. And I need Tom, to after seeing that, could you be – if that was regular – because you mentioned you don't like banana pudding. So if that right. was vanilla or chocolate pudding, would you beat in J.J. and Brooks there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me? All right, that was confident. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? What about Van? I, that was that would have been tough to beat. Okay. <laughs> my mouth's too big. I, I put Chocolate the whole first pudding? cup of pudding in my mouth and then swallowed it. No. no. Vanilla pudding. No. Pudding pudding as a whole. Just it's the consistency. All right. Not a fan. So chocolate or vanilla pudding? I would prefer vanilla. Okay. Vanilla pudding. I love vanilla pudding. One on one. I'm beating you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wow. I, I doubt it. I don't like, think so. I, I'm serious. All right. More fun things. It Steak. Took you, <laughs> <laughs> it took you forever to eat those two little things. No, it did. I beat Brooks by a landslide. Brooks you just beat my landslide. You did beat Brooks. Yeah. Bro- I'm going to say, if I will I just say. I changed my storing mechanism and I just changed my, like, philosophy. <laughs> I will say, I forgot that I needed to take the spoon in my mouth, so I just sat there with it in my mouth after all the banana pudding was gone, so that may have in- influenced the time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> J, JJ did did finish. Yeah. He did. You did finish before me, Thank but you. the the by, by a a landslide seconds, yeah. is not accurate. Just a, just a few seconds. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you would beat me? I don't know, and I don't like. Okay. <laughs> I like to enjoy it. Right. Like you people put well, on a good too. show today. I do too. And that's and all well and good. I enjoyed but, it. I'm walking away, and I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed that. Yeah, but you see. I would like to enjoy it over a longer period of time. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never tried any of that. I'm going to default say I'd be slow because I, I eat pretty slow in general. Okay. But and drinking, being, you're just going to dominate drinking, everything. Drinking, I I'm couldn't be brand. Skin, so. I could probably do drinking a little quicker, better than I could do eating quickly. What about a hamburger? <laughs> um, that's like not something you I would, think of You would fast. still do well? I like my. I eat everything super fast. I don't say when I eat a meal. I don't say a word until my food is done. So like I'm done before yeah. everybody at the table. Sometimes I do that. It's probably just not at the rate that oh others do. JJ can put down some ballpark popcorn, <laughs> yeah. pretty quickly without <laughs> saying words. You just ask him a question. He just kind of looks at you, and goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> keeps going. And eat a Zaxby's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Zaxby's chicken. Sandwich. I inhale it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Van just that's our food guy. Brant's our drink guy. Um, we got a killer. One I just want to be something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the creator of the of the content. True. This yeah. turned out to be a good idea. I'm glad it went well. This is fun. I'm glad it went well. Even sports if sports call eating. <laughs> I'll take that title. Tom, what did you think, man? Give me your honest thoughts. Give me the rundown, Tom. No, oh, I mean, uh, Van. I, I'm kind of with you, Van. Tore it down on the uh, pudding, and then uh, Brant, that that's fast water chug. Yeah, that's crazy. That's super fast. When did you know you were good? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what I was telling Cam about this when we were going to get my second bottle of water. It was like 
if like if I work out, like when I used to work out a lot more than I do now, like I would always just chug bottles of water, like afterwards, just like rehydrate myself, and it was like I was desperate for it. And like I guess at that time, I was just started like sucking water down, and I got so used to doing that, and so now I'm just good at doing it. I don't know. It's outstanding. I don't know, it well, it's it's like a lot of people when they chug water, they'll like crush the bottle. That's what we were talking their about, face. right? And I don't do that. I just suck all the water out and the air, and it crushes the bottle that way. So it's like, I don't know. It I works. Don't, for I, you. I don't know Less why. I don't know why I'm good. I'm just like, yeah. I, I drink a lot of water anyway. Would you have guessed that it was under ten seconds? Uh, like in your life, you didn't I, realize you were that elite. I <laughs> I would have said, uh, like, if if I was dehydrated, yes, I could do it under ten seconds. I was not sure here. Well, you I think performed. I, I think I could do it faster. Um, I think I did it faster my first time than my second time as well. Man, that's crazy. I think I could go sub nine. Sub nine. Sub nine. <laughs> I love it. Keep practicing. I, <laughs> I, I, I will continue to drink water. Yeah. <laughs> he knew from an early age he was born to be a drinker. Yeah. It's amen, brother. <laughs> my thing, my thing, I just laugh. You know, and I want to be great at things, Ryan. I really do. Here's the thing. Here's the th- here's and your then problem. I laugh. You take so long that people bring it up, <laughs> and because you're yeah. going really slow, they say funny things, and that makes you laugh, and that makes you slower. Right. But I feel and like it's a vicious cycle. I feel like from the start, you could say something funny, and it would throw me off. <laughs> or you don't even have to say things. Sometimes, sometimes it just, just starts. You just get the thought in your head. <laughs> sometimes it starts, and I'm thinking about, oh, the time just started, and it makes me laugh. Can't get in your own head. I need to work on that for sure. Oh, this has been great. Just know, though, that because you lost a banana pudding contest and a water chugging contest, you're not less valuable to us. Thank you. Very important. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. I did find it humorous when you told me I would at least finish with the bronze. That did make me laugh, and, and I don't know why. Because I, I don't. It was just, I, but you almost choked that off, Brooks. Brooks, like with the water, Brooks, I'm better than Brooks. Brooks drank I'm it down to the Brooks. label. Brooks drank it down to the label, and then Brant was done, and Van was or uh, Cam was on. No, Van was on his way because Cam went the second time, and I thought Brooks had just decide I'm not drinking this now. Yeah. I'm phoning it in. But then, as you just did whatever you did by the trash can, Brooks started. To get like a uh, a second half comeback second going wind. and he got it down to just a couple ounces left by the time you finished he, 10 more seconds maybe even six more seconds he would have he would have gotten you for sure like when when i lost it when i saw how fast brant was going i was like i'm done but then you started to like cough and laugh and i'm like i can make a comeback here and you took advantage of the opportunity so maybe if brooks never paused to begin with maybe he would have beaten you who knows <sighs> Man, we'll do a rematch next week. Te- technically, JJ would have been uh, uh, would have been disqualified since he uh, it wasn't necessarily that's a, a technicality regurgitate. But uh, yeah, I mean, you did spew on the wall. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I spewed a what? Bit. That wall hasn't been watered in a long time. <laughs> I'm better than JJ. Yeah, true. True. The wall needed a raincoat over there. <laughs> All right, I'll be better next time, okay? All right, man. I'll be better next time. Oh, what you a day. You want to do a thirsty Thursday tomorrow? Right. <laughs> Am I bloated? Is that what you feel now? I no? had a suburb. Wait, what? Banana pudding. You're, I don't know if others will assess that you <laughs> someone else is bloated. That's kind of a you thing. 
Is it you're you feel like your stomach's super full? Yeah. You're not bloated. You're waterlogged. That's the okay. bloated is when your stomach like flips over your spine or it's like some some bone. It's really really bad. And it also gets full. That's terrible. But it happens. It happens. But you could say you could say I'm bloated. You got, you got a water you, you, when, when you no, say no, 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 when you when, say you're bloated, but you people mean they're waterlogged. You don't they're two die different things. when you're bloated. You don't. Sometimes, no, it's like it's super easy to like fix. Like two percent of the time, probably less than that. Honestly, <laughs> you're just throwing out numbers. Now. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah did you, did you know that like seventy five percent of random statistics are made up on the spot? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did that same joke. I did that same joke to someone over the weekend. I used like fifty four percent. She believed me. It's great. <laughs> it took a whole thirty seconds. I just I just wryly smiled and she's like, What? What? That's but oh. so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. We'll talk about bloated another day. Oh, I okay. Um all right, that's our show today. We did wow. it. We did. Yeah, we're not going to make the show bloated. We're we, going to get off air on we a did timely it. We're done. Van, thanks for hanging out with us this summer. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was a great um, time. This was an awesome internship, uh, getting to work with you every day, and best of luck in the future. I appreciate and, it. Uh, we're going to keep on Thunder Chicken It Up each and every week with you, and congrats on the wins today. Thanks. Tom? <laughs> Well, I was happy to be here. You, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a steak and steak taters and tonight? Taters tonight? No, not steak. No. Oh. No, not steak and taters. Tonight. Ryan, I don't either. <laughs> oh. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Uh, had a good time. Brooks, you're gonna have to tell my fiance that I've ruined my dinner now. Better luck next time, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> well, maybe not. Brant. Now I will step up to the microphone. What's what up? A unit. <laughs> You're a rock star. Thank you, sir. Thank You're you. a rock star. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone that tuned in and called into Sports Call. Man, what a show. Thanks to Jeffrey Esper for being on the program as well. For Tom Peavy, Van Cathcart, Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, Cam Berry, and Ryan LaVoy, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day. <laughs> <laughs>